0: This is banging on the drum. Welcome to episode twenty-six of Banging on the Drum. On this week's episode, we have Brent Suter's actual Raptor on the show, and uh, Brent Suter's actual Raptor. His actual name was John, and John was awesome he does stand up uh he's going to send us the links to his stand up and places you can go see him i think that being said all of us were pretty naive to what we were what we were going to get on the show and and john was amazing very knowledgeable brewers fan and then plus a ston- a stand up uh comedian on the side so i yeah, I wish I would have known a little bit better and had prepared to start asking him some questions about some stand-up, but he crushed the Brewer stuff. Great interview. We ended up getting into the Buck stuff towards the end of the interview with him. And just a very knowledgeable, you can tell he loves Wisconsin sports. So very knowledgeable guy. Uh, and we're definitely going to try pretty hard to get him back on the show. That That was the one guy I was... He did great, but I feel like I failed him a little bit. So, so so sorry, John. Mike, what did you think of the interview?
1: Uh John, John was awesome. I think that he really knew his baseball stuff. And I try to like pay attention from a more of a bird's eye view, right? From the top. And he was really digging into a lot of the details with the brewers and got me learned up real good. Up oh, yeah. Really good.
0: Riley, what do you think?
1: Yeah, and I guess
2: I, I fell in the same boat. I didn't know he was a stand-up comedian. He was super fun to talk to, super entertaining. But even on Wisconsin sports, like you guys said, he yeah. was super knowledgeable. I watched the Brewers almost every night, and he still taught me things to look out for going forward. He's just he's a good listen and he's he's a great listen. So, like I said, I feel like we or I let him down not having any questions to contribute, but he was awesome, and I hope we get him going forward. So,
0: yeah, no, we're we're definitely gonna get him on again. Very funny guy, but yeah, I wish we I wish we knew we could unleash unleash the funny he had. Doesn't know shit about real raptors. I'll I'll give him that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he still thinks the raptors are from the Jurassic Park the movie raptors. We did get tangled up in that. So that was a little confusing. I was the confusing one in it, but what I was trying to say, and sorry, John, if you're listening, I'm going to hang you out to dry here, is I think people think raptors are different dinosaurs than they really are. Does it that make
2: sense to you guys? Yeah. So if, if you were to ask me, I, like, raptors are so, like, used in, like, I don't know, just like dinosaur talk for how much that's used like you'd think it's just a big ass dinosaur that's like vicious but it's not it's a three pound or what three foot I don't know three how many pounds Three foot dinosaur.
0: 30 pounds
2: yeah 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 but anyways it was
0: such a good interview and we're gonna get right to the interview right away so here comes the interview right now welcoming to banging on the drum our first time ever we have a raptor on the show and to be spiff to be specific we have brent suitor's raptor on the show how are you doing hello hello gentlemen hey how's it going good yourselves good good i'm doing great here so we're excited to have you we've seen that uh just the other day you got or you popped off on twitter with the uh, with the Brewers first baseman uh, tweet that he had there with all of our big boys.
3: And yeah. That, that, that was, that kind of came to me. I was like, uh, that was one of those where you kind of knew it was going to be, did do pretty well. <laughs> like, I feel like it's going to be okay. Cause it kind of had the generic baseball stuff too, where uh, I, uh, other baseball fans would probably like it. My only regret, cause I almost included him is I didn't put Chris Carter. I, I should have put Chris Carter. I got some very mean comments about not putting Chris Carter, so I knew it as soon as I posted. I was like, "Chris, Chris should have been on there."
0: Yeah, I was yeah. trying to think of some other ones, but but yeah, no, I think I think you did a pretty good job with our big boys because um, I mean, there's Richie Saxon, but he was tall, skinny dude, and then I think someone commented Thames, but you're like that he does not fit. He does not fit that picture.
3: No, he's the, yeah, he has more muscles than all of them have combined. I mean, they're all obviously <laughs> in great shape than any of us. I mean, all of, I mean, anyone in major league baseball is basically in good shape uh, except Matt stairs, but uh, when he was with the brewers, but besides that, they, they, they're all very good athletes, but yeah, the way they look is very different from other athletes sometimes.
0: Yeah. We had more of a Mo Vaughn bon vibe to our first baseman than, than most teams. Right. All right. So how we like to start our guests off. I I never assume anybody listens to us. So we we start each uh well first we're gonna say this is John. So you just <laughs> want to introduce yourself and then just kind of give us a feel for who you are. I was I was halfway expecting that we were gonna have to call you the raptor for the whole interview.
3: No, no, I get it. It's this it's a it's a weird balancing act of of uh, You want to keep uh, like the character up, but you also want to be yourself. But like, if you want to do other things, you kind of have to do that too. It's like, a, it's a weird balance. Cause I, I don't know if you guys are familiar where there's a, there's a comedian named like Dan Sheehan. And so basically he created a, like a Twitter guy called like, I am a wolf or I'm not a wolf. And all he does is yell in caps about being a wolf. And he actually ended up like, he he went viral. he, He has hundreds of thousands of followers. He wrote a book about being a wolf, like all this weird stuff. Like it's this weird, delicate thing where like, you don't want to have it mixed up. It's, it's fun to be a character, but also you're yourself. You know, I'm a, I am a comedian. I'm a writer. I'm a performer too. So it's also hard not to kind of bleed that in as well, where it's like, you know, I have this, I have enough followers that if I'm actually doing a show, some have come out to my shows or, you know, or spread the word or do other things. So, you know, it's, it's, you kind of want to use a platform if you have a, even if a small one to, to do it, but it's a balancing act because you don't want to be that person. And uh, I don't know, it, but it being pretending to be a dinosaur also works out. I mean, if you're, if someone tries to argue with you, all I have to do is put in all caps, I am a Raptor because they'll, and the, I, the amount of people who, who won't look at me and then just say, okay, Brent, it's like, you didn't even finish reading the name of my thing. Like that's, you know, <laughs> Sorry, Dan 0697258365, who is definitely a real person. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> you mentioned you're a performer. Uh,
3: where, where are you headed to do next? Sure. Uh, I'm actually not sure when you guys have this come out, but uh, the 14th of May, I'll be in downtown Green Bay at some place called Jam Rock. Uh, it's kind of a dive bar. Apparently last month when they had a, a show there, a comedy show, someone OD'd. And everyone just left to go watch The Ambulance. So uh, I I don't don't know if that's going to top that one that I wasn't at. Um, (laughs) Otherwise, uh, I'm in uh, Menasha, Wisconsin, which is kind of near Appleton. There's a brewery called Bare Bones. I'm there the 26th. Uh, And then I I think I have a couple other dates in June and August. I'm just trying to remember. But, yeah, I I, I have a website, johnneganstuff.com. Um, I recently just posted on my website, like a little blog piece about, uh, having to follow a Nazi at an open mic. So read that if we have the time, that's, uh, that's quite an interesting tale. But, uh, besides that, yeah.
0: Can you elaborate on that one a little bit? We've had, we've had some third Reich news on the show recently. I was trying to sell some <laughs> Nazi stuff, feeling kind of weird about it. You were selling Nazi stuff. Yeah. So my father-in-law, uh, he lives in Brazil and he gave me some stuff to like bring back to the States to sell it. I don't know. It was weird. Like I was dealing with a crowd. I was trying not to give it to like a neo-Nazi or like somebody that really wanted it. I wanted to give it to more of like a historical collector.
1: Yeah, It was kind of
0: like weird, but fun at the same time, kind of weeding out. Like, is it all right to sell this to this person? Like,
3: Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's going to go somewhere else instead of like a pin on the lapel to the next, like, you know, Capitol riot. Yeah. You don't want to have that on the live stream of that, that piece you sold him and being like the,
0: like the shot. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, you gave him the Viking helmet when he stormed the Capitol and then (laughs) no, I get it. Uh, but no, yeah, I can elaborate. So basically, so it's at Skyline comedy cafe. It's in Appleton, Wisconsin. So I was there and I was closing out the show. There's like 20 spots People can kind of fill in, fill out, and nobody kind of knew him. And I that's the thing. It's like sometimes you don't know the younger comics. I've been doing stand-up for over 10 years. So so much changed during the pandemic. Some people stopped doing it, some people a bunch of people started it. It was like coming and going and stuff. So basically, uh, six people that night didn't show up, which uh is a lot for an open mic. Uh, and so this guy came up to the host and was like, hey, can I go up? And it was one of those things where I kind of like wanted him to just because like, as soon as I saw him, he had an arrest Fauci shirt on. And like, you don't, it doesn't matter what you think about him. That's a weird choice to just have a shirt on that's like, it's, you know, just to arrest a man who was just like, can you wear a mask so we can go back to baseball? And then everyone just hated him. And so I'm like, well, you may mind him the side. Okay, whatever. Yeah. So he's not a perfect person, but to wear a shirt to arrest somebody whose job for three decades was just to be like, Hey, don't pass AIDS to people. And then it's now it's, Hey, don't give COVID to everybody. Like that's what he's done. So that at first I was already angry about that. I was like, Oh, I hope he goes up. Um, And then he did. And so his opening bit was um, doing a hype video for Hitler. So basically like, he's like, yeah. It's like a wrestling hype video where he's like coming to the ring, blah, blah, blah. And like, I knew it was coming already. So I was angry. Um, people didn't get it. And then like, he started getting deeper and deeper into it. And then he like said, in, you know, welcoming off Hitler. And then people are like, Oh, I don't, I don't know if this is a bit. And then it just started spiraling into racism. And, you know, there's only one Supreme race and blah, blah, blah. And all these people and mixed races, like you can't mix races. And so I mean I had a little bit of vodka so I was I had some liquid courage as well but basically I was up there and my entire set was ripping on him. <laughs> uh like I just tore him one and everyone was like just like laughing and 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 going off and I, like I even said I was just like you know I'm just like how do you follow that you can't follow you know I ripped him about his dumb shirt um and you know the funny if the funniest thing about you is your shirt you don't belong on stage like it's to to me as a stand up like it's a it's a privilege it's not a right I mean you a stage is a I mean obviously anyone could do it it's an open mic I encourage people to try stand up if you want to but it's also not there for you to just spew dumb like hateful things because you're angry or you know your dad didn't hug you it's it's well most comics dads didn't hug them that's the whole thing but it was just a weird euphoric moment of just going on and just spewing everything like I was angry about it like just everything just to focus on this idiot it, it, it was it was uh definitely a bright spot for cuz open mics can be rough but um they have a good one there and people come and just watch for free which is not common for a lot of open mics. It's usually just comics kind of laughing at each other's, you know, weird jokes that they're trying.
0: Yeah, trying stuff out. That that's awesome. Honestly, I did not know we were getting someone that did 10 years of stand up on the show today. <laughs> I love stand up comedy, so I might be asking you even more questions about that. That's
3: fine. Go for but, it.
0: But yeah, anytime you got run into a guy with a shirt that says like, I, I don't know, anything like that. One, one of my buddies just sent me something. A guy was wearing a shirt that was like, "If my AR-15 gets regulated, why doesn't your bitch ass get regulated from whining?" Like, I get. I mean, it gives me a lot words. of material to just follow.
2: Just
3: too many words of that shirt. <laughs> I would all, say continue. down
2: here in rural Texas, you see some, you see some sayings. Guys see, <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah, especially the past year. So real
3: eye-opening the the graphic tea game is one that just never goes away i mean i even have a dumb t-shirt shop and it's just like you don't people just love having a something that someone can look at it's just like it's like a little little nugget yeah i just don't want things to be like hateful it's like be silly you know you you can even say like hey my ar-15 is my wife i don't care you can have that but yeah it's just like (laughs) don't make them long don't make them unnecessary or just like the one they sell at Facebook that you always see up. It's just like, if you think I can handle my daughter with my shotgun, then you can handle my truck with my gun and nuts. (laughs) You're just like, what's, who's stopping to read all of this? Like maybe if you're behind him at a concert, like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's the whole choices.
0: You definitely want to follow them at an open mic though. I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure.
3: Also, I'm I bump, can we agree that bumper stickers should be done like on cars? We've got social media. I don't like, like just all of them where people just like have their truck covered of stuff. And especially if, you know, and it's even on both ends, if you still have a fine gold bumper sticker, what are you doing? He hasn't been a politician for
1: 20 years. There's not, there's no, it's gotta be like a one word deal, right? Like I can't like try to read it while I'm driving. I'm going to get in an accident. Any, um, anybody with
2: the 26.2 on their car too. Can, it just takes me off seeing that. Like congrats. You run a marathon. Like, I'm sure I would do it too, but like, I still get annoyed seeing
3: that. <laughs> no, you're right. It should just be banned. It's just like, you know, post your race photos on your, on your, you know, social media. You'll get your a hundred likes from your friends and then you can move
1: on. Everyone knows you did it. I like it. All right. So we generally uh, start everybody with a little bit of an intelligence test. So sure. you get um, a little bit something different before the questions. So I'm just going to start you off. Question one. When was the Magna Carta signed?
3: Oh, geez. Um, uh, 1536.
0: You're one so of our closest guessers that isn't a friend that knew that the question was coming. That was impressive, yeah.
3: 1215. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. For some reason, I was like, oh, was that signed during America? But no, I'm glad I went lower. <laughs> that, was good. that
1: was good. So that's what I thought the first time we had it on, is that it was signed in like 1830s or something like that. So. What was Walker, Texas Rangers first name? Oh, Walker. <laughs> Close Cordell.
3: Jesus. I had no idea. I seriously <laughs> thought it was Walker. Why wouldn't it be? Cause that was his last name. So yeah, but
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I
3: thought it was <laughs> his not going to, not going to sure. lie. I think I thought his name was Walker Ranger.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that's how that show is. Uh, kind of laid out there for you like his middle his first name was walker his middle name was texas and his last name was ranger
1: yeah how many counties are in the state of wisconsin hmm uh 22 72 okay wow that was way off that was not even close all right how tall is the average velociraptor oh that's uh i think it's six feet right so I think it's three feet according to my Google search. Okay. So, okay. But if but it would make sense, better six information feet. than
3: me. six feet wouldn't make sense, would it? That'd be so <laughs> tall. So do you
0: I so I was looking this up today. I didn't write any of this stuff down. But like the raptor that's shown in Jurassic Park isn't really a raptor, it's like called something else. And the Velociraptors are those little ones that like spit the stuff and Kill the guy while he's pooping. I think.
3: No, 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 no. That's a, a raptor and velociraptor are the same thing. It's just short for that.
0: I'm just saying a velociraptor is not what you think a raptor is. If you watch
3: Jurassic Park, I'm very confused. What do you mean that this, this is? Because <laughs> I know raptors ki- kind of might have had feathers. Like that's a that's a big theory. But what do you mean? They're, that's not the one from Jurassic Park. So
0: in Jurassic Park the dinosaur that's portrayed as a raptor is not really a raptor. It's, it's called something different that I don't remember the name, but it's super long. And raptors were the, like Mike said, the three foot tall things. And like you just said, that were like feathery. And I think it was saying something that like hawks and stuff are like ancestors of,
3: Raptors or raptors are ancestors of like hawks and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry, (laughs) but like I can't agree. I can't agree with that one. I think they're. I mean, they're Velociraptors, and then they just call them raptors for short.
0: Okay, see, I agree with that. Yeah, raptor and Velociraptor, same thing. But the public thinks a raptor is like a big dinosaur that's like fast and aggressive, when they were really three foot tall bird looking
3: chicken thing. Gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha.
0: Sorry.
3: No, no, there was, there was like an Indo there's like an Indoraptor. It's like a smaller type of Raptor that was
1: out there that, that were smaller for sure. All right. Next one. How much does the average Velociraptor weigh? Oh, I'll have to say, oh geez. Uh, let's say 200. Uh, 30 pounds. (laughs) You got to remember they're like three feet, but if they were six feet, I bet you that'd be pretty close. Right. Three feet, 30 pounds. That seems so little.
3: It's like my dog. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm not good. I
1: don't have, I have zero evidence to refute you. Well, mine's just a Google search, so they could all be wrong as well. Right. Uh, in which period did velociraptors
3: live? I think uh, I feel like that. I want to say Cretaceous, but it
1: could be you Jurassic. Got- you got it. It's All Cretaceous. Right. Good uh, work. Well,
0: we're quitting with the questions. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get to what we brought you here for. So some brewer stuff. So, so how have you felt about the brewer season
3: so far? Um, I've never been more up and down for emotions uh, in a season so far. I mean, I don't know. I think it was just, everyone was really excited for this season just because last year was such a disappointment and, it's Yelich's big year to make or break to see kind of what the future will hold for him. And, you know, to get a first full year of Adamas on the team Telez, Urias is finally back. Um, the, the pitching, cause we know that's good. I think it was just like more of a built up and, uh, you know, built up, uh, I want to say anticipation again but i think i said that already but people were excited and i feel like when they started off slow people were like very down on it you know i was a little worried at first with yelich and then he came back and now he's he's drawing a million walks which doesn't make the ha- highlight real but it still isn't bad but it's a long season um i think they'll still win the central but so far i've just been very it's been so weird how hot and cold and are and how good they've been and then how bad they've been so it's 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 all over the place for me
1: when you're breaking down uh like brewers pitching and like how they're performing what really stands out and why uh the pitching the before i would say like the pitching lab like i don't
3: uh, like they said that they they use for the brewers pitching lab all these people like how you know two years ago two three years ago they took devin william and told them oh hey can you slow down that change up? And then all of a sudden he's one of the best relievers in the league or how, because Devin Williams did that, Jake cousins took his slider and changed a mechanic. And now he's doing that or how Burns cutter switched. And then he's added a pitch or, you know, how the velocity changes. I, I think that for me, that's the, the craziest thing That's and I don't know if it's not been focused on before in baseball or people haven't noticed or the brewers are just special. It just seems like that every year there's a new pitcher with a new mechanic that they learned or or a tweak they had that makes them better. And that's, what's the most impressive to me is there's always like a new story about a new pitcher that comes up that went through the pitching lab and is suddenly different.
0: All right. I got a dumb question then. So I must not follow quite as closely, closely as you do. So when you say the pitching lab, is that like an MLB wide thing, or is that more of like a brewers coming up through the system type thing?
3: Yeah. And honestly, I haven't done the most extensive research on it. It's just what I hear the commonly the last like year or two, it might, it might be more of a brewer centric thing. Um, Cause I, but I, I feel like I don't hear it a lot for uh, across MLB regarding that, but I think it's just more of them working on a pitch or working with the pitching coaches and just kind of almost doing a lab where they work together, they talk with each other, they study each other and the, the analytics, and then they kind of see what they can adapt as they go on. So I don't have extensive info, but uh it's definitely a newer thing that's being brought up on um, by like experts and articles and, and breakdowns of, of stats.
0: Well, that's pretty awesome if the brewers were ahead of the game on that one.
3: Cause it, it does
0: seem like it, because
3: Yeah, I am mean, sure they'll pass some rule just like they have the last couple of years to to make sure the brewers can't do that. Just like the, you know, the pitcher rule where you have to face three batters and the, you know, all these other things now that they have to change. So or everyone's using spider tack. Oh, look, the Brewers have the best pitching staff in baseball. No more spider tack. Uh all three of our starters clearly were using some form of it as we're the most everyone in the league. So they have to adjust from that. So whatever rule they change this year besides the dead balls. So
0: Yeah, I was going to say it might be the spider tack lab that we we're just <laughs> figuring out how to use it and get get by the little rep or the little ump check at the end of the innings. <laughs>
3: Oh, great. Yeah. Don't give that fuel to Cubs fans. That's all they're going to do is run with it. Oh, they said it on the Brewers podcast. They're still (laughs) spider tacked. Bleacher nation's going to have a
1: new article about the cheating. Well, so if if that's what happens, we'd be pretty happy about that. I mean, the Brewers (laughs) might not be, but we might might be. Oh yeah. All press is good press. That's yep. Yeah.
0: And if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying.
1: So true. hundred percent, hundred percent. Uh, So the Brewers hitting has struggled quite consistently, other than when we're playing the Reds, it feels like. Where do you think their biggest flaw lies? Um,
3: Honestly, right now it's center field because Kane and Taylor are both not doing anything. I mean, Taylor's fine. I love Tyrone Taylor. I want him to give the chances. I think they're going to wait until around the trade deadline to see what happens uh, to give Taylor the shot because Kane, I mean, I was watching the game tonight. The dude is hurting like all the time. Like he's still one of the best defensive center fielders in the game. I love Lorenzo Kane to death. Um, I even wrote an article about like people need to shut up and he needs to start I, on opening day because it's probably his last season. You can tell the dude's just, he's just tired. And he's like my, he's like younger than me, but like, he's just, so it's just gone. Like, it's just, something's different. He's, you know, Just getting up in age, unfortunately, and and as much as I love him, I want him to hit. He's just not doing it right now. You know, he's Mendoza lining it, and so is Taylor. And if they can't figure that out, they're going to have to do something. I mean, honestly, I feel like if I could predict it, which I'm always wrong, but to me, if if one of them doesn't do something, I can see a trade with sending Adrian Hauser to somebody for a bat, a big bat in center field, because I think our young guys like Mitchell and. Um Herbert and Perez and all of them, they're a couple of years away. I feel like that I I don't think they're gonna rush them. So I feel like a trade would happen if if that center field position can't improve.
0: Yeah, and I mean strike while the iron's hot. I can't see these stats right now. But Hauser three so 3.42 ERA. And I don't know, what do you think? Do you think he's gonna keep up an ERA that low? I mean. I know. Yeah, I mean,
3: stat-wise, I think is he might be a little over four for his career, but he's been a consistent pitcher, and he's got some a couple more years in arbitration. So a team could use him as a fourth and fifth starter. Even a bigger team who's not as much in contention, or they know they have an extra bat, uh, they could easily trade with Milwaukee to to send him over, and maybe you know you send eight, you send Hauser and a prospect, you know, top twenty-five, top thirty. Uh, and you could get like a nice hitter in return. So yeah, no, yeah. It's a career ERA of 3.71. That's not bad at all for your. Yeah, fourth pretty good. Starter.
0: especially, yeah. When you're the third or fourth guy on the, in the rotation. Um, and yeah. And to the point about Kane, yeah, we definitely haven't been seeing enough back leg home runs this year to justify him
3: to keep hitting there, but, but no, yes. no, no, none of the lean backs or anything like that. It's, it's, uh, it's sad, but, uh, you know, he could improve or get better, and uh, I'm sure Taylor will get more opportunities and to prove himself because they've got a couple more years. Otherwise, they're going to start bringing up Corey Ray and Mitchell and those other guys to, to go because, I mean, by 2024, we could have an entirely new outfield of young studs, hopefully mashing the ball, and we're going to have most of our pitchers still, and Yalich will probably DH, so future's bright. Unfortunately, for people who don't like –
1: being positive about the Brewers. Yeah. So outside of the center field, do you think that they're going to make any um, changes to the lineup this season? Uh,
3: honestly, I, I don't see it. I mean, I could, uh, they might bring up Trurong at some point, uh, Bryce Strong at some point. Uh, I don't know who they trade for because they want to give Urias another year with all the, the space they have with him. Adamas is short, Wong is second. Uh, they might bring up Bryce to compete with second if, if Wong doesn't you know, take the option, which I don't know why he wouldn't. And then uh, Telez has a couple more years of arbitration. Clearly, he's the first baseman of the foreseeable future unless he completely tanks. Then you have Yelich, You have Renfro. He's got arbitration numbers. Uh, they've got another uh, Fisianos, I believe his name is. I'm sorry if I say it wrong. Uh, the catcher coming up to replace Narvaez. And they have, you know. Um, Severino coming back after the all-star break that he could DH too. So I don't see it, but I've been, I've been wrong before. So right now I, f- I feel like Stearns is waiting till the all-star break or at least a month or two to see before he does anything else.
1: Do you see the Brewers making any pitch pitching changes throughout the year? So very good staff right now. Bullpen's good. Is there anything that we can add to it to make it better?
3: Yeah. Uh, Ethan small will be up by August. I think he'll have like the Aaron Ashby role of last year. He'll be like the the bullpen and an emergency six starter. If someone gets injured, but small is destroying Nashville right now. And, and council even said before the year that they love him, they want to bring him up. He'll, he'll see action. So he'll be like the burns of 2018, the Ashby of last year, he'll, he'll get exposure this year and, and be on the roster next year. So all right, good, good. I'm sure we'll trade for another couple of relievers that are garbage, uh, just like every year. Um, you know, John Curtis and Daniel Norris, you know, historic relievers in the Brewers
1: organization on our run last year. Uh, who do you see as the linchpin for changing the Brewers' hitting success? Um,
3: I think it's still Yelich. I, 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 you know, he's, he's making steps, but I feel like when he's playing well, they play well. Uh, I mean, tonight we're watching a Tuesday night game against the Reds. And while he's not impressive, he's walked twice. So that's two men on base. He's on base. He's not striking out. He's not doing what he did last year where he's just swinging and missing at pitches. Um, Unfortunately, I think Keston Hira, the book's starting to close on him. I know he's getting some bats in AAA, but that might be all but over uh, for Keston. I don't know. I I think it still happens with Yelich. I mean, Adamas is doing fine. Uh, he had a hot week and he's cooled down a bit, but now Telez got, you know, back-to-back players of the week. That's great. Urias got his second home run tonight. Wong's great. And then you've got, you know, Renfro. I think if Renfro steps a little bit too, I think they're expecting 20, 25 home runs out of him at least this year. So I would say Yelich and then Renfro closely behind if if the offense really wants to get going.
2: cutson as well. I don't know if he's an offensive type of player, but yes. I feel like – you don't really think of him right now being out with the COVID stuff, but feel like he's at least a good veteran piece that can fill in every now and again and give you good veteran presence.
3: Oh, right. I mean, they hired him, yeah, to be the DH. So that's true. We're they're missing a key piece right now. And that's been a good clubhouse guy. And um, I don't know if you follow, but his his tweets have been phenomenal. Like right. him live streaming mm-hmm. and reacting to the field and the inside information about the ballparks, about how everyone's like, Well, the Brewers defense sucks. In Atlanta, and then he's like, no, it sucks. That field sucks. Like, that field sucks to play on. And you're like, oh, how would anyone know that? You're you just watching on TV. And just that inside information is so crazy to, to just even get a piece of that.
0: But it is crazy that Atlanta would be such such a bad field because it, it looks so beautiful. But, yeah, Cole, I think it was like basically back-to-back innings or even in the same inning, Wong and Kane both made an error. You don't see that stuff that
3: much no no not at all
0: uh with the yelich though turning around what do you what do you think the biggest difference has been from when yelich was putting up mvp numbers to what's going on now
3: uh i mean in my opinion i feel like after that injury he he changes swing which is, is it's pretty apparent he did um it's very clear he's a little scared of that happening again. Cause if that, if something like that happens again, you know, that's, that really impacts your career of having, you know, another knee injury in your, in your late twenties. Uh, and he's, you know, he's going to be 30 soon. And it's, it's hard because it, it was very clear he had to change his stance. Then 2020 he, he was awful and he tried to fix things. And then 2021 he started off swinging way too hard and hurt his back. And then the mental picture, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, it's an, uh, anybody can write it off as an excuse. They can say, you know, blah, 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 it's mental. He, he's, he's running around the bases, so he, shouldn't, he, he should be able to swing fine now. Uh, unless he, because we don't know the background, unless he truly saw a therapist or went through that injury and dealt with what happened, you know, he's doing another MVP season. He's but technically still almost better than Bellinger with those stat lines. And he loses it. The team, it costs his team the playoffs it, like that doesn't cost him I and mean, they played great without him like they tried to to win for him in that wild card disaster game um and i think it was just all that mental stuff and then you have you know a dumb pandemic year and then and then last year was i'm sure so frustrating i can't imagine being the face of the franchise and not being able to hit the goddamn ball like he's just swinging and missing at pitches that would be out of the park 2 years earlier like i honestly you know I, I, it's hard to make excuses for him because you want him to do well. And like I said, this year is going to be hugely important for him, but I think he's, he's already improving. You know, he's not striking out. He's walking, he's getting those hits. He's hitting the ball of the outfield. He's not hitting every ball, 105 miles an hour, right to the second baseman. So for me, it's, it's an improvement. And no matter what people say, we've still got seven, eight more years of that. So, you know, just you're going to have to deal with it and, um, he's going to have up and down years. And then, you know, but look at Joey Votto last year, he had career numbers and people were re- ready to release him. So.
0: And so people in baseball talk a lot about like having protection and I can't remember if it's exactly when uh Mustakis left the team, but it seems like there is something to that. And like you said though, Yelich his numbers may not look that great this year, but like without having protection, if you're taking those walks, I guess my roundabout question is, do you think Telez is going to be able to be the guy where they're going to have to pitch to Yelich to start improving his numbers? Because if they can just keep walking him, get to Telez, Granted, he was the player of the week last week, but it seems like Telez will need to keep it up to have Yelich be able to see some pitches that he can hit and not just be walking on.
3: For sure. And I feel like people haven't seen the extent of what the offense could do. I mean, technically, if you're watching walking Yelich, and depending on how many outs you have, um, if you're getting Wong and Adamas right away, and then you have to do Yelich, you should have Toles, McCutcheon, and Renfro. I mean, that should not that should be semi-intimidating. I mean, it isn't right now, but in theory, that should be intimidating. And then you have Urias who's who's playing who was can be a you know, a very sneaky big hitter. I mean, he could finished with 25 home runs. Uh, you know, he's he's shown that he's got some pop and he's starting to play well. I mean, thank God Ken Rosenthal did that dumb tweet about the Padres-Brewers trade because since then, Eric Lauer and Urias have been dynamite. Mm-hmm. So thank God, you know. Darvish is now, you know, gone. And, uh, you know, Darvish is still there, right? No, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. I think um, so. Uh, so then, you know, Darvish is... Is fine, but he was injured, and then Grisham's have an injury bug too. So, I mean, for us, we're we're benefiting from that trade now.
0: So, what what do you expect for the Brewers before the All Star break? Like, what what do you think the record is going to be? And I guess we kind of answered what we think that they're pursuing, but but how many All Stars do you think are on the team? And then where do you think we'll be sitting in the NL Central?
3: Yeah, I think we'll still be on top. Uh, you know, uh, the Cardinals are, are very pesky rest of our division is trash. Um, so the brewers really should be sitting on top of it. There's really no excuse not to, um, depends on how the Cardinals series go and, and how they're playing. I mean, they're really just on their retirement tour with Wainwright Molina and, and Pujo, So I think they just want to get another playoff run and see if they can get hot at the end, um, with some of their young guys, but we should be first in the division. Should be three or, you know, three or four games. I'm, I, I see Burns, I see Hater, And then if one of our guys continues to hit, well, if Teles you know, still keeps mashing or if Urias keeps surprising, he might be a vote in or something like that, but we'll have two all-stars, maybe three. Um, I don't, I don't think depending on how, how may goes in June, I don't think Woodruff and Peralta will hit that level. Cause there's so many good pitchers right now, but. Burns and and Hayter will be there for sure. So what do you what do you all think? So if who do we got
0: here that's looking like an all-star right now? Yeah. So Lauer, I mean, if he keeps that up, I just can't see any of our offensive guys getting there with the numbers that we're putting up offensively right now. Um, Yelich would really have to flip a switch to get there. Maybe. Maybe if Tales keeps it going, but the only thing I can see is like you said, Burns is going to be there for sure. And then Hayter is going to be there for sure. I just don't see who that third guy is yet. But I think if we're in first place in the central, it's going to have to be somewhere. But Willie I Thomas,
3: Put it down. Well, I mean be a, I was just going to say that too. If if Adamus keeps playing well, his only competition is Turner, maybe, mm-hmm. unless I'm doubting other National League shortstops. I'm just trying to think of others that are really big stars or that, that would get a lot of votes besides Turner. I, Turner sounds about
2: right for his biggest competition.
1: Yeah, so I think that the issue with the Brewers hitter is is that they don't have the name fair outside of Yellich, really, right? So they haven't been to the all-star game in the past where, so other fans aren't going to put them in as readily, right? So you have to have a really good year to break through the fan voting. Right.
3: Yeah. I mean, for, yeah, shortstops, there's like Crawford, Segura. Yeah, there isn't a whole lot, but, but I agree. I I would say if Lauer, if Lauer continues his pace, he'll get, I mean, the, the managers pick the pitcher, so he could easily get it sneak in there, but. Yeah, it's gonna be hard for offensive if if Willie can do a couple more home runs, get his batting average up to like 270. I could see him, you know, people love are starting to love him in the brewers and starting to know his name, but nationally he's not a big name like Yelich yet. Or McHutchin.
0: Then so going into the all star break, that's what we got. So maybe make a move for a center fielder. It sounds like kind of answered most of the questions that we had. So after the all-star break, maybe competing with the Cardinals a little bit, but it does look like the Brewers are sitting in, in that driver's seat there. So do you think the team as it stands, even if we do not get the guy, uh, maybe like a new center fielder that, that can hit a little bit.
3: Do you think this team has a chance to make a playoff push? I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, they've got a, three to four year window. If, I don't know if this is the year um, I, they'll definitely try, but it depends. We, we got to get hot. If if we don't get hot in September, you shot, you, you've seen the last few years, the hottest team in baseball wins and the Brewers got cut short by the Dodgers because they bought, you know, uh, Machado and Puig and all them. So uh, they just ran into a buzzsaw and, and their bullpen finally gave out because they didn't have starting pitchers. Um, then 2019, we ran into the buzzsaw of the Nationals, the hottest team in baseball. They went on a run, historic run. I mean, it was like it was basically just the baseball gods being like, well, Scherzer and Strasbourg deserve a World Series ring. And, you know, like it was like and the emergence of Juan Soto. I mean, and as much as I hate the guy being a Brewers fan, just a talented baseball player, and then to watch the Nationals win a championship and just completely shit to bed, with their entire organization now is so weird to see because Soto's not staying, so they're going to be at square one again after Harper left too. And then last year with the Braves, the hottest team. I mean, we ran into the, the like just a team that for no reason should have been good, and they were. It was like you know Freed and Morton just carrying that team, and then you had all those trades they got. They had enough trade capital where they got a whole different outfield. Uh, I think it was Rosario and then Solaire and Peterson. And that just carried them. I mean, again, baseball gods being like, well, Freddie Freeman, you, you know, you earn your ring. Um, and, you know, I just don't know what year the baseball gods are going to be like, well, the Brewers get to win one. Uh, finally, like, let's give them one. So I just want a World Series birth. I just want a taste. I just want something.
2: To be fair, I didn't think the Bucs, at least this early, would win a finals. And we won one. So maybe we got a little magic left in us. Maybe. Yeah. Andrew yeah. McCutcheon's last year,
3: I don't know. Right, right. Andrew right. McCutcheon, you know, Lorenzo Kane, given the, you know, those two guys, the young pitching staff emerging, the young guy, you know, it's just, you know, you it's it's a good story. <laughs> Maybe council's holding us back because he already has two rings. That's true. He's not yeah, he does, yeah. He's just not <laughs> begging for one. He's just he's
1: <laughs> happy with his ninety-three wins and then going home to his wife. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. I think that no. He he's got a baseball mind that is kind of to some extent unmatched. He does some things that are not traditional baseball esque, and he figures out how to win. Like like you were saying, like uh, twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen, the starting pitching really wasn't there, and he just continued to like figure out how to win games. Yeah, like you said, he called them out getters. He wasn't even calling them like
3: starters, bullpen relievers. <laughs> He did. He called them out getters. Like, this is my, this is my out getter for this next couple innings. And then just, yeah, they did ch- literally change the league because they didn't like what he was doing.
0: That being said, who do you think the biggest threat in the NL is?
3: Yeah. Cardinals could make a push. I mean, I, I, as much as I hate them, um, they, they are still a talented team. They've got, you know, O'Neal and and Bader. And um, I mean, DeYoung just got sent down to the minors, but, uh, they they have Edmond and you know you still have Pujols and Wayne Wright and Molina again baseball gods me like oh look at these guys they're you know baseball royalty but they, you know they've already had a couple championships so screw them yeah the Mets, I don't, I don't want the Mets to win just because you know I'm not I'm not a fan of of teams buying a championship it's it's just not I mean it is baseball but because uh, you know you can see the Yankees haven't won one for you know how long and that's all they do and now they're running into that problem where they're buying up everybody and it doesn't work and they're, they're trying to do anything to be relevant and Red Sox kind of have done that a few times now too. And they're, you know, they're, they're always a contender. I mean, they're the ale, but I mean, the, I don't know. It's it, to me, it's a, it's a crap shoot right now, honestly. And
0: just looking off the top of my head, like obviously the Dodgers are going to be a nasty team to run into. And that and then, as you mentioned, the Mets seem like they bought enough talent that that it's
3: going to be scary, but well, the I whole do, NL West is good. They're all above 500. So, I mean, that's, you know, you don't know who's going to emerge from there. Could the giants get hot? You know, could the, the Rockies randomly make a couple trades and get hot. Uh, if Brian's, you know, healthy again and stuff like that. And, you know, the brave can make another run. And who knows? The Phillies could make a trade for a, a bullpen arm and another starter and start making deep runs, you know, with Nola and Wheeler and, They have, you know, they don't have good defense out in the field, but they could, if they score 10 runs a game in September, they could, you know, carry that on to the, to the playoffs. So,
0: yeah, it seemed like when Machado went to San Diego too, like people were like, why, why is he going there? You know, like going from a contender to a a non-contender, but he showed why he went to San Diego because that team, Sure. Turned around. Like once he got there, they started getting some more players. They
3: there. must've. Yeah. They, they must've had a plan for him or like told him, like, Hey, this is our three year plan. And I must've just been, a uh, alluding to him, uh, the money, probably a little bit, uh, also being on the coast, but, uh, yeah, it, it's just very sad that, uh, Tatis is, is hurt, that he's a face of baseball and, there's a new, you know, breed of baseball that I, I love, you know, when you have like the Willie Adamas's and the, you know, Fernando and the Otani's and it's just, to me, I, I fun baseball and like the White Sox players and I love baseball as, as much as Rob Manford hates it. I, I love baseball. So, I mean. <laughs> Is Tatis out for the whole year? No, he's out for another month or so. He's, but he broke his wrist on a motorcycle. So, it could be a slow rehab process.
1: Yeah. That yeah, wrist is a tough one for hitters.
3: Yeah. You need that one. Yeah. Again, I look, I I don't want to tell people what to do with their lives, but if I was worth $350 million, I wouldn't be riding a motorcycle. I just wouldn't like if I'm the, if I'm the face of baseball and on the cover of the show, like I just look, like, it's a different level to me. Like, I don't know. Like how are you not just sitting training every day and being like, Oh yeah, I can get my car service to bring me from this to place. You know, like roller coasters fucking exist. Uh and I'm sorry to swear, but like if you (laughs) don't swear, but you know, get your thrills anywhere else you want. I mean, porn's free. You don't have to go to a motorcycle to you can swear as
0: much as you want. That's that's one of our claims to fame is we're the uh brewers bucks and packers podcast that says fuck the most
3: so okay well you just added to our numbers well i added one so i'm sorry yeah the (laughs) most i don't know about that i've sweared a lot of Uh,
0: you should hear mike when we don't have a guest
1: oh okay that's that's the word i used as um quite frequently (laughs) so it just rolls off as
0: no and thank you john um i don't know does anybody else have any questions we kind of rolled through mike's list
1: all right. So what's your favorite thing about the brewers this year or maybe historically ever, right? What, what, what's the thing that like pops out to you as a brewer fan? Oh, geez. Um,
3: I guess for me always, I mean, is, is the park. I mean, for me, I, I grew up in, in Miller park. Uh, you know, I was in grade school when they were building it when they announced it. And so, you know, going there when they were terrible, uh, you know, with my buddies in high school and just, you know, hoping to see a win. And then now all of a sudden they, they turn things around and they, they hire a GM and they, you know, they had an owner, um, a new owner, all this stuff. It's just, it's so fun to have competitive baseball. And, and for me, it's hard to top the 2018 season. It's like a, it's like a high we're still kind of on Cause there were so many new fans who are still like part of this brewer fandom. Like, especially when you see on social media that like joined during that year of like a, a team that was good and just heartbreaking to see, I mean, they have books about it. They have, you know, highlight reels. And, and that year was just so incredible. I mean, to see Christian Yelich do what he did that year. And like even the next year of just like every time he came to bat, you knew something was happening like even game seven, he hit that first home run. You're like, Oh, we're going to the goddamn world series. And then just absolute junk by Puig and Machado, just like, God damn it. And you're just, and then just to, to collapse. And that thing. I to me, it's just being, I don't know. It seems different to be a Brewer fan, to be kind of like part of this like tailgate experience of like the Brewers and Bernie Brewer and you got Bob Euchre and you have this like baseball lure where, yeah, we've never won anything, but it's like this, like, different fandom where people don't hate Brewers fans, unless you're a, a, a fake fan of being a cub or Cardinal fan, um, where you don't know what baseball is or, you know, you're some done Padre fan. who you're like, fa- like this father Phil guy or Padre Phil, where the hell his name is, where he just swears the camera and can't name five of the pitchers on their staff. But as long as I got my San Diego Padres jacket, I'm cool for me. It's just the, 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 the fan, the increased fandom is my favorite part now. Like, growing up you can buy brewer stuff anywhere like you go you could go to like east bay or coles had their two t-shirts you know kind of off-brand and now it's everywhere i mean like you know i'll go to tj maxx and there'll be racks of stuff the pro shop has cool stuff now you know and maybe it's the switch over to nike that might have helped too to just get those those styles but there's so many people in brewer's gear and i have way too much brewer stuff uh as you can see i'm wearing a hat a shirt there's a blanket on. it's just there's way too much brewer stuff. I, I, I'm i very afraid of the man I'm becoming of just wearing sports stuff nonstop of just like my closet is just sweatshirts of way too much stuff of the, like brewers and bucks and just like, like rotating stuff. of just like, am I the old dad who is now just only, always in a sports sweatshirt? Like, Oh, great. John's here. Yep. He's got his new brewers hat and sweatshirt. That's all he wears now. And so I'm just, that's
0: the uh, only that's way, to long way to
3: answer, I guess.
0: No, I love that answer because it is it is special like like you said the Bob Euchers. um and just two all that into it the tailgating experience yep. usually fans say you know if they come to Miller park they have a good experience just a cool team to be a part of so
3: that was a great yeah, it's, a, it's a it's a tailgate thing especially i mean when you go north i mean like like Wrigley it's an iconic stadium but no one can do anything. Like you can maybe take a bus there, and then you could go across the street to the the chain restaurant in Chicago that that serves a couple good you know wraps, and then you know.
2: My girlfriend's dad actually like went to their South Side of Chicago. White Sox fans would still come up for two or three series a year just to tailgate at Miller Park, and they'll and just one of those teams. I think they have it's just a soft spot. I don't know why, but everybody seems to have a soft spot for us, so i'll take it
3: yeah even last year um when they were still kind of doing like fifty percent capacity, which by the way, i love miller park full but the fa- the half capacity was one of the coolest, greatest things to ever happen for me just to be at amfam like the first mm-hmm. year and like just have no one there like you're just walking around not no one's bothering you there's nothing go- like and you sit people or Like, and everyone's kind of talking, no one's like yelling or like, you're not just crammed in with beers being spilt on you. Like we had these Padre fans who were just visiting. It was like against the Cardinals or the Reds too. And it was a group of like 10 people and they like kept doing it. Like they were doing a tour of all the stadiums or whatever. And they were just talking about how much they love this park. They're like, this is so fun. Everyone's so much fun. You go and you park and you have, you know, they had all their Dodgers and their Padres and their, and their other teams gearing it's like no one's yelling at us, no one's throwing things at us, everyone's talking, hanging out. And I'm just like, that's that's different. It's it's different for a brewers fan and, and being at that park.
0: Definitely is. It's the best. I mean, I haven't been to way too many parks, but I've never been to a park that's better. But granted, I've been to Wrigley and Tropicana. I think that's it. That's that's my list of of parks that I've okay. been
1: to,
3: so. Fenway, Fenway's pretty cool. Again you can't tailgate, but it's surrounded by bars. So basically walk around and like, you mm-hmm. know, I love the Cincinnati park itself and it's on the water and um, it's cool. Cause there's like a purple bluish bridge where you can walk across and there's a Burma- German beer hall. But besides that, Cincinnati's terrifying. You can't walk around there at night. I didn't know that. We got there on a Sunday and we were there for Monday and Tuesday. My, me and my wife we were going to the games and then we were walking around Sunday night and there's nothing downtown. It's just homeless people. We're trying to like, well, we'll find a bar. We'll find a sports bar. We'll find a local restaurant. Nothing. Just homeless people asking us for money. And I think we found like a chain restaurant that we went that we eating at. And then everyone's like, yeah. We're like, what's going on? They're like, oh, yeah, there's like three bars by the park. But don't go. Like there's nothing going on here. Don't <laughs> go back to your hotel. Have a good time.
0: Stick to Applebee's. You'll be you'll be fine. Get some Long Island iced teas.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Those dollar. Oh. Just quality ingredients by a quality restaurant.
1: <laughs> oh. All right, Mike, you got anything more? Uh, no. Do you have anything on the comic side of it? Do you want to dig into that for a minute if he's got time?
0: I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but I knew you were. So, John, you were paying attention to the Bucks game last night, obviously. Yeah. So, so what, what do you got? What are your feelings of this series? So Celtics tied up 2-2 last night. Al Horford has the game of his life and, and just a crazy, crazy game. But what are your feelings going forward in that Bucks series?
3: Uh, I'm, I, I hope I'm proven wrong. Um, I, I'm not very confident right now. Uh, this is the lowest I've been as a, as a Bucs fan. I mean, I'm trying to I'm trying to put my head in the same space as last year because I mean we lost I mean the net series looked awful. It really I mean for a while it, it looked like they were, you know, it's like, oh well, we lost the super team, what are you gonna do? And then, you know, the Phoenix started off bad. And there's a good chance they can do it, but there's no Middleton. Giannis is gassed, no one is stepping up. Like, how is it possible that not one fucking person on this team can get hot? It's it's remarkable because you have Brown in the second game for the Celtics. You have Holford last last game. How is no one in the Bucks stepping up to to get that hot night? You know why can't Allen just keep hitting eight threes? Or why hasn't Hill gotten hot? Or or Matthews or Lopez? And and you know to me, Bud was responsible for eighty percent of that game falling apart. No Portis in the goddamn game. Uh, You had Lopez dominating down there in the fourth and third quarter, and nothing else was happening. Why isn't Carter in the game? I don't give a shit if Bud likes Hill more than Carter. Everyone loves Carter, and the statistics show that if Carter guards people, they don't score as many goddamn points. So how do you not use that against your fucking game plan against the Celtics? And I get that the matchups probably don't work out. But again, Portis didn't play in the Nets series last year. I don't know what's going on. I, and again, I'm hoping I'm proven wrong. I'm not happy right now. I'm not confident. Um, I'm very afraid to bet on tomorrow's game <laughs> on Wednesday. I I'm hoping, you know, give bucks eight points. I'm I'll, okay. I'll go. I'll, I'll give them some money line points, but I'm just not confident. It, it, to me, it seems like they're setting up for a game seven in Boston on Sunday for heartbreak, uh, for the big city, but I've been wrong before I'm wrong every day of my life. So I, I, I I hope, I hope it goes opposite. How about you all?
0: So my big thing is I don't think Horford is going to be able to go off again, that consistently. So he goes off two games in a row. I think the bucks steal, maybe not steal that game three is, is the right term, but like it is a game, you know, like we could have lost that like last free throw and stuff. Right. But like like you said, Portis isn't playing. So I don't get, I guess I'm not knowledgeable enough to know like why Portis isn't playing that much, but we definitely need someone to step up and Middleton is, it's just so evident. Like, cause Giannis is, I've never seen him gas like he is now. And we just don't have that closer because holidays chasing, you know, he's got the hardest defensive assignment.
3: Him and Giannis are done. So And if yeah, if Holiday shows up, it's it's over. If Holiday if Holiday becomes Holiday, they can win this series. It's it's that simple. It's just that Holiday had an awful game. He's not hitting. If he can start hitting a couple threes and just and doing that start, I mean, anyone can beat, you know, Marcus Smart when he's too afraid to take a goddamn shot like Ben Simmons. Uh I can't believe how many times he would like go up to an open shot and pass it off. Uh but yeah, Holiday can – if Holiday shows up, he can do it. My conspiracy is there's people on this team with COVID and the NBA will not – does not want that to affect their NBA playoffs because they're still fine. They could be vaccinated. They could be fine. If they're sick with COVID, they're not going to be as active. They're not going to be as good. They're not going to be of stuff. My conspiracy is that there's like three players in the Bucks who have COVID and they're not playing well because of it.
0: Yeah, and I think that's, like, pretty obvious that you're not going to see Giannis in the playoffs go out with uh, COVID after his brother
3: that he was hugging. No. He no, no, no.
0: had COVID during the championship run. and
3: No, like, Giannis, eight, of course, eight of my friends have COVID right now. They all randomly have it. Baseball players suddenly are getting it now somehow I, I, know, no so, I know a NBA, couple
2: people with it too as well. Yeah. Now that you say somehow
3: that. no fucking NBA player traveling across the country on airplanes is getting COVID uh with full <laughs> stadiums. Don't they're not they don't want to fucking lose their ratings, which I I'm not a conspiracy theory guy, but there's no way no one's not doesn't have COVID right now on any basketball team in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, it blew up. I, I agree. Just, I just got it for the first time two weeks ago or three weeks ago now, and
3: and would you like yeah, Fauci arrested?
0: Yeah, arrest that guy. Throw him in cuffs, and then let's have a Third Reich speech about Hitler in some some way. Bring him into the ring. But, yeah, no, I, I mean, there's probably legs to what you're saying because I'm seeing more people pop off with it. Maybe it's more evident because I had it semi-recently,
3: but, but yeah, it seems like – there's not a little, it just seems. Yeah. Very probable. Just like, do you, do you remember that story that came out that um, like that basically they got the bucks got lucky and like, there was a mini outbreak and like, it didn't get like the Giannis was d- directly exposed and, and tested negative and stuff like he could have been out that game five with Phoenix. Like it was, it was one of those things where it was just like all the stars aligned for the bucks to win that championship uh, with COVID. It was, it, it's just one of those things. Like, there's no way I believe that nobody has COVID
1: in the playoffs right now. It's insane. So if I remember correctly, the NFL didn't have anybody during their playoff run either. And I, and I kind of had a thought that like, they were pushing positive tests through late in the season so that it wouldn't affect any of their games. So they have the, they had the, the 90 days. Yeah. Everyone got it. And,
3: yeah. November. Or, yeah. 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 So all of a sudden a lot oh, of wow. you tested positive. You don't have to test it for, for 90 days. So that, Oh, it goes right through February 7th. Crazy <laughs> how that math works out. And so no, right. I get it. It's, it's a, it's a tough thing, but then, you know, then you see like McCutcheon, he, he came out and said, Hey, it's kicking my ass right now. You know? So it's still, it's still getting to people. It's still a thing. It's going to be around. And it's just funny that it's not affected the NBA playoffs whatsoever while strangers are going up to Chris Paul's family and, you know, touching them and people are in close contact and nothing's going on. Like there's, there's no way that deer district isn't a super spreader event. I mean, that's it's just, what's going to happen. We're just going to have to. Yeah. Mike. I I just had the the non COVID everyone's had. You could tell my voice a little bit. I was just sick for a week, no positive tests. I've known a lot of people doing that too. So.
0: And Mike was right on it when Rogers got it. Like it was like basically perfectly to go all throughout the Super Bowl. <laughs> and that was my <laughs> first comment. Was like, you
3: know, I think oh, yeah, oh yeah, Rogers go. was probably drinking from fucking straws of his friends uh, okay. at that Halloween party just to just to be like, oh, we got the Chiefs coming up. Uh, let's see what Jordan Love can do. Then I'll get my contract.
1: <laughs> John,
3: thank you very much for coming on. We really appreciate it. No, it's a pleasure. I love, I love doing these and talking and meeting new people. And, and, you know, I felt that was pretty funny for this one. Uh, there's been other ones. I feel like I'm way too serious. And I talk about the brewers really intensely. And I'm like, I make people laugh uh, a lot. And why am I not doing that right now? So I feel good about this. So I'm happy. No, you did a great job. And
0: honestly, I want to have you on again when we can uh, prepare for you a little bit better. I've kind of been all over the place. Uh, recently so I didn't have a good good I didn't know what we were doing. I
3: know you were too busy decorating your the walls of your room so I I completely understand why you couldn't prepare <laughs>
1: okay. but no uh, that
0: is part of, I'm in a hotel room I, no, just, I <laughs> just got in today so there, there'll be some brewers gear up up in the back soon so
2: no, we'll be here totally for a while
0: great. but yes thank you so much for coming on You were great. Um, Hopefully we can get you on again. Anytime.
3: Anytime. Let me know.
0: All right. That was our interview with John. John Brent Suter's actual Raptor. So you got to say the whole thing. Uh, Brent Suter's actual Raptor. Not just Brent Suter's Raptor. His actual Raptor. So like I said, we're going to get him on again, I hope. He's probably like, no way, no way these guys are going to get me on again. But we're going to try to get him on again and unleash it. So maybe after the all-star break or something, we'll ask him and we'll tell him we'll we're we're coming to play hardball next time because he he was definitely able to play some hardball. He knew his shit and was ready to roll. But great interview there. Thanks again, John, for coming on the show. And go check out his stuff. Uh, he did just send me something, so we're definitely gonna have his links at the bottom of the podcast, so please go check those out. Uh, funny dude. So we have johnegans stuff.com. So johneganstuff.com is his website, and then if you go to youtube.com slash john egan comedy you can see some of his stuff that he has on youtube there but
2: and we can link like it into, we can link it into the podcast notes as well as well as our social media so
0: yeah no it, it'll definitely be linked in the podcast notes and yeah like riley said we'll we'll tweet it out check out his stuff and if you're on listening the, on twitter at brewers raptor
1: and if you're listening in the green bay area go check him out sounds like he's up in that area doing stand-up, you know, relatively frequently anyway. Go yeah. out and see him live.
0: Awesome, awesome stuff. So now we are gonna roll in to just the normal stuff we do in the show. So if you're listening for John here, John's stuff is over, but you can roll into it. So we usually lead off with our overs and unders of the week. And that is the best thing that happened to us of the week and the worst thing that happened to us of the week. And we never know who's going to go first. So is anyone going to raise their hand to go
2: first? I got a definite. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Riley. No, I was going to say, usually take the Thunder going first, Mike. I'll go first, (laughs) even though I have nothing exciting at all. So I got my over for the week. I come from a really pale family. And for the first time in my life, I'm getting a little bit, a little bit of a tan. I don't want to sound like a teenage girl, college girl getting a tan, but like, it's nice going outside, like not getting sunburned every single time you step outside. So that's been an exciting new Yeah, you look hot, you.
0: dude. What was that? You look hot. I like that tan on you.
2: Thank you. Hey, hey thank just you. a I, lucky girl. Damn right, (laughs) but no, even like last year, I lived in Texas for a year now. Last summer, I just burnt, I was red all summer, didn't get tan, I just got red, which just made it kind of miserable. I don't know if Patrick or Pat, I don't know if you got into any of that, any of those situations, but it's miserable being in a southern state and just not being able to tan.
0: No, I'm made for the south, dude. I tan like uh. A fine, I don't even know what tans well, but we'll just say like a fine wine. I just get better with sun. I don't know (laughs) if wine gets better with sun, but I I tan. I don't think so. so. I tan. Pat and I lifeguarded
1: Pat and I lifeguarded together for a long time. He might be the guy that gets the darkest I've ever seen. I mean, he just like you would almost Mike,
0: I look handsome. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, incredibly handsome, but only because you look like me. But that's not the point, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll give yeah you but time you, time. you get darker than anybody I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, no, I tan. Like I'll, I'll maybe burn for like three days, and it doesn't even hurt. Like maybe it's a little uncomfortable in the shower,
2: but after that, I'm just tan. But back to you, Riley. So no, I don't have that problem. Sorry. It must be nice. So my under, I'm trying to think of one. I've had a pretty uh easy week, I guess. I, I didn't get to see my mom on Mother's Day. Mom, if you're missing or if you're listening, I miss you. But I don't know. It's always tough being away from family on holidays. So it's kind of an under, um, especially being on the other side of the country. But it is what it is.
0: Gave your mom that shout out, though. Children. That's all
2: that matters. I know she's Fishy. listening. <laughs> she we love you love you.
1: <laughs> Mike, you ready to roll? Yeah, so my under and my over are similar, right? So my under is that it's it's starting to get hot. So it was like 88 today, which is great, right? That's that's awesome news. Except for the fact that I don't have air and it's super fucking muggy. So it just it's too hot for me to just like sit comfortably in my house without sweating and so that's my older is that it went straight from like winter like 40 degrees to summer 90 degrees. we had like three days in there that were like 65 70 degrees perfect days got a lot of stuff done outside that drive probably be my overs that got the yard looking way better than it was actually went outside got some things done over the weekend and then Monday and Tuesday hit, and it's just, like, uncomfortable to sleep. Didn't sleep well last night. Didn't sleep, probably not going to sleep super well tonight. It's just too too muggy. So you don't
0: have air in your house at all, like central air or, like, AC? or.
1: So we have, like, some window units that I'll have to throw in, but uh, no. Oof.
0: Okay. See, that's. That's crazy to me. I remember, so I was up in Canada and like in the Edmonton area. And that was news to me, like that people in Edmonton, like central air wasn't like normal. I was like, are you guys kidding me? It's like, I think I was up there in like May and it was kind of hot. But yeah, no, I didn't. I mean,
1: so in like, the, so the house I grew up in didn't have air either, but my parents house stays probably like. 10 degrees cooler than this all the time, like a hundred percent. They, they planted some big ass trees so that their all, their house is always in the shade. And then this house is just kind of junky. And so, and it's old. So just heats up and then doesn't want to cool down.
0: I don't think I've ever lived in a building that didn't have some sort of air conditioning.
2: So.
1: My, my
2: college house up in Menominee. Didn't have air and it was just an awful
1: experience. So uh, I'm I'm thinking of you during this time. <laughs> and we make it through every year, but you know, you instead of like using the oven, you go outside and grill or whatever. So, which isn't bad. Yeah, I
0: respect it. Like you're like Amish almost. <laughs> All right. So what's the over then, Mike?
1: So the over is that. We had some uh, like three days of really good weather. I was outside, got a bunch of stuff done outside, got a bunch of flowers planted. My deck is looking like cleaned up, picked up, got my shed picked up. So life is good.
0: Nice, nice. All right. So I'll lead into mine. So my under and my over are probably going to be pretty similar. So my under is all the wedding stuff is over. so so there's nothing more to like look forward to. So we've been planning this for I don't know nine months to a year our our wedding and everything. So it's I think I think that's why they say bittersweet. I don't get bittersweet really anymore. but like you know we don't have the wedding to look forward to anymore. We don't have the honeymoon to look forward to anymore. So that's all over. And also on the underside is like right once I got back, uh, I'm on orders in a town two and a half hours away. So, I mean, I'll be going back home on the weekends. So I'll get to, I'll get to see my wife, my, uh, my animals on the, on the weekends. So that's my under all the wedding stuff is over and had to leave, had to leave my house to go to work right away. Then my over is all the wedding stuff is over. So it's kind of a relief like that it's done. You know, I get to get back into a routine. I'm still not back into a routine. And I think growing up, that was like, always the thing I didn't get. I don't know how to explain this, but like, I, I was never in a routine and I was a very unorganized person. And now I'm a more routine driven person and it helps me so much like accomplished stuff like get done like wake up at this time every day so i'm looking forward to getting back into a routine is is kind of my over with like the wedding stuff being over cuz if you have a routine during that stuff you're crazy like just just let the day go as it goes but yeah that's my over i can get back to living life on a schedule and i will be good to go so from there we got some spicy meatballs wait mike's got something
1: so i want to kind of kick it back to Kyle's episode for you because you just finished this stuff what is like something from your wedding that you would like tell people for sure to, that we didn't necessarily mention so we we extended our
0: uh our uh, reception was only supposed to go until 10. But like we were having such a good time, like I was like, "What? What's an extra hour gonna be?" So they, they told us, and I was just like, "Yep, that's worth it." Honestly, though, you guys helped me out so much. Like, I, big thing I took away was like, don't have any like shame in what you're doing. I mean, have some shame, like don't <laughs> don't show your dick or anything. <laughs> but like, but like, go with the flow, like. I would say if I was giving Riley advice is, like, it's kind of a cool guy, kind of a uh, reserved. And maybe I don't know you as well as I think I do, Riley, but, like, I could see you being, like, oh, I don't want to,
2: like, that, that's dorky. I'm pretty reserved. Be. Yeah, you got that spot on.
0: Yeah. So, like, you'd be, like, oh, that, that's a little bit dorky. Like, I don't want to do that. I would say is lean into everything. Like you're, you're going to get pictures taken of you all day. Um, when the camera guy got there to me, like right off the bat, it did make me like stiffen up. Cause I was like drinking beers, getting ready with like my groomsmen and some of the other guys who had wives or significant others that were going to be in the wedding. So we were just drinking beers, having fun. Camera guy gets there. I turn into like a statue, which I realized I just needed to have a couple more drinks. And then then I'd be good. But I I would just say, like, lean into everything. Like, the picture stuff I don't love. Because it was, I I wanted it to be, like, more natural. But we got the pictures back already. And they're amazing. Like, these people were true professionals. So maybe that's something. But I took that from Kyle's advice as well. Is like, his his, uh, camera crew that did their wedding didn't do that great of a job. So we hired true professionals to do our wedding. Our pictures are amazing, but yeah, I guess that that's what I would say is like, don't feel like a dork, like kind of be a goofball. I took from Mike's advice, like be out on the dance floor the whole time. And I basically was like, I went and smoked the, smoked a cigar with the guys. And uh, my stepsister joined us to smoke cigar. So that was pretty cool. Basically I invited everybody but just be like very inclusive too like if you if you see someone like that standing there like not having a good time or maybe they're it's not that they're not having a good time but like try to give them the opportunity to you know join the flow of things and and I felt like we did a pretty good job of that. I I hope everybody that came to my wedding had a good time. Yeah, it, I mean a long-winded answer to it. What would I change? Or what would I give it advice? And I think you and Kyle gave me great advice to strive. Like I feel like our wedding was awesome. Like I couldn't imagine a better day. So thank you, Mike. Thank you, Kyle.
2: That was Was mine not good enough, Pat? (laughs) You didn't I didn't give any actual wedding advice, I don't think.
0: You no, because I was just like, give me hypothetical advice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you're nah, like,
0: I no, that. I can't do that.
1: <laughs> he was too cool for that, right? Pat?
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm <laughs> saying, Riley.
2: On your wedding day, don't be too cool for anything. And It wasn't that. I just, I've been to like two weddings in my life. <laughs> like I have no <laughs> idea how they go. Yeah. So I guess my
0: advice, I'm going to sum up my, so be inclusive. Everyone that you have there, make sure you talk to like, everyone for a second i think some people would give you like opposite advice like make them come maybe not opposite advice but like make them come to you uh so be inclusive and just like don't be afraid to have a good time and if you're having a good time it's gonna allow other people to have a good time because what i did was like i was just like i'll be goofy like i mean i'm a phenomenal dancer so i mean it's a little intimidating when when i get out there and rip it up but (laughs) But I toned it back a little bit for the people, did some dorky stuff, you know, did the chicken dance, got people out there. But but like I said, Mike and Kyle gave me great advice. I definitely took took notes of what they said, mental notes of what they said, and tried to incorporate it. And like I said, I, I can't imagine. I have no complaints. Uh, I couldn't imagine the day going any better. It was, it was awesome.
1: Good, good. Sorry, I just wanted to bring that back and it's fresh for you. So that's why I was yeah. like, for me, I have to like think hard to like.
0: Yeah. And that was another that, thing. I had a few buddies reach out to me and they're like, Hey, this day is going to be a blur to you. Like Mike said, like if they listen to the podcast, they would be like, like Mike said, like, it's hard to remember. And we caught COVID. So like we had to stay there for an extra week and i was like i'm going to take notes like i'm going to document it so i i actually wrote everything to remember it maybe not everything but i wrote enough to like spark memories of like this is what i did that morning this is what i did that afternoon and i can't imagine forgetting it but i forget a lot of stuff so so i'm glad i got notes of of how it went down and what happened so great day All right. Mm -hmm. From there, we are leading into spicy meatballs. And I think I'll lead off right off the bat, because mine kind of has something to do with like, so we went to Punta Cana for our wedding. And my spicy meatball is they make international travel way too inconvenient. It needs to be fixed. And it needs to be more affordable. People need to get out of the United States or whatever country they live in and experience like a different culture. Granted for this experience, we were on a resort. So you're not, I mean, they, they throw some like culture stuff in there, but I forgot about how big of a pain in the ass it is to like go through customs and shit like that. Like they need to fix that process. I don't know exactly what it is, man almighty. I was just waiting in line. Like I was a prisoner and it's just so awful. Usually not so bad getting out of the country, but getting back into the United States. United States. Come on. Guys, let's figure some shit out. Make this process quicker and less painful cuz it was painful getting back in.
1: Let them drugs in. Come on.
0: <laughs> I agree, man. Just open up open up these borders. Let's let's just roll You show me an ID, you can come in this country. That's how I roll.
1: Geez, we need an ID now? God damn. In the 1700s, you didn't need an ID.
0: (laughs) But that's what I don't get is like, why does it take so long to check a damn passport? Like these lines are like an hour, hour and a half long. You wait in a line to get back in the country. And when you get up there, they're just like looking at your passport. Come on. Let's
2: just do the Walmart self-checkout. Let's go. I, I've i only been out of the country once for a cruise. And when I came back, it was like, it's an awful experience. Like I was dripping sweat in like a humid Miami, Florida, like lobby and no one wanted to be there, but like, it's fine. Cause that's the one and only time I've been out of the country. If it's for like frequent people that's out of the country, I couldn't imagine like how annoying that'd be because like every time you come back to the country you're doing the same thing and it's like you said an hour hour and a half wait when it could like when you get up there they just scan something do whatever to your passport and you're done but there's just i don't know what takes so long like i don't like you said like i just don't get it
0: yeah no they need to find a way to expedite the process like i i'm curious if like rich have like a better way of doing like maybe if you take like a private jet into the country or like pay extra for something, but man, but like I said too, I want it to be more affordable. I think people need to go see that there's like a different world out there. Like I feel like my nephews were confused that people
2: spoke a different language. The thing the thing with that, like, being in Wisconsin, like, a lot of our listeners are in Wisconsin, it's hard to fly to a southern country because it's just so much more compared to what it'd be flying out of Dallas or Miami or whatever. That's so, true. I don't know, like, even, like, going, like, my sister came down here last week, like, it's a different culture. Like you said, like, it getting, <laughs> get culture a lot, cultural. Get cultured. 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 There it is. Get cultured. I don't know. I agree. It's it shouldn't be that much to like learn about other people's lives because it like being cultured like helps you in so many aspects of life. But I don't know where I'm going with this tangent. But I agree. It probably does need to be cheaper and it shouldn't be like a thousand dollars to go to Mexico or how whatever it is to go to Mexico from Wisconsin. No, like
0: my biggest advice to like someone young is just like make travel a priority and go do it and it changes your life like going to see new stuff but but anyways that's my spicy meatball international travel sucks way more than it needs to how many jalapenos am I getting
2: I don't even think that's spicy I think oh. it is kind of spicy to a point because it should be difficult not difficult but it should be like it shouldn't be easy to get through customs like that because if it's that easy you can sneak in whatever i mean if you're trying to sneak in whatever not many people are i would give it i'd give it two and a half spicy meatballs it's kind of right down the border i could see it both ways pretty even both ways
0: i like that change it to spicy meatballs for so it's a
2: scale of five spicy meatballs oh i'm yeah sorry i didn't even what was oh, it before?
0: But I like
1: that. That's a good change. Jalapenos, That's- I think, or something. Oh, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, okay. Spicy meatballs now.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm on the same boat, two, two and a half, somewhere in there. Um, I'll, I'll round up to two and a half. I'll give that to you. There's reasons they're doing it, but, Pat, you and I have both worked for the federal government, and sometimes their reasoning is just ass backwards. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Right. So I I still work for the state. And I, my joke that when I walk through the gate, right. You just suspend all logic because if you start using your brain, it's going to start hurting real quick. Mm
0: -hmm. You're like, Oh, let's spend more money. So our budget's bigger next year. Like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's waste it here. Everybody give me a thousand dollars worth of stuff that you want. Just so we don't get our money taken away. What the fuck are we doing?
0: All right. Who's next? Does anybody else have spicy meatballs?
1: I got one. So, the NBA allowing the Bucks to the Bucks and uh the Celtics to play on Tuesday and then not again till Saturday. You guys are a fucking joke. You should be playing home games back-to-back days with one day of travel. I'll give you a day off. So, not back-to-back days. So Tuesday, you should be playing Thursday. Like, I had pulled up all my stuff on my TV. I was like, oh, what time does the game actually start? No game on Thursday. I thought, like, there's no way they're not playing on Thursday. I thought, no chance. No possibility to not fucking play. And then it was four fucking days. Ridiculous. Can't do it. it. Get better. Fix that shit. I'll give you two days for travel. One day when you're in the city.
0: So how many days it, was it actually? Because I,
2: I would have. It, so was, it was Tuesday to
1: Saturday. So it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they had off. And then Saturday. They played. Now, the other series played like Wednesday, Friday. Yep. Which I didn't didn't make any sense to.
0: Yeah. So how I, I do it, and you might have already mentioned this, is a day off. Between every game, so what I think the NBA does very well is allow the best team to win the championship. So, like, barring like, if Giannis goes down, you know we're fucked. Like, it doesn't matter how much rest if if Giannis blows out his knee and he's he's out for the thing. But like, I do kind of respect the way that usually the best team in the NBA going to be the team to win it because like we talked about with uh john earlier like in baseball i don't think the best team always wins is the hottest team nfl i don't even think it's always the hottest team it's just sometimes the team that the breaks go that way the ncaa tournament definitely basketball wise definitely not ncaa football they actually do a pretty good job at getting
1: the best team I
0: hate that process though still
1: they have faulty processes with the NCAA football in the fact that you've talked about in the past quite a bit that Penn State wins the big 10 championship and they send Ohio State anyway it's not perfect but like I still think that for the most part they do have good like probably at least three out of four teams that are in the playoff are the best teams
0: so my biggest gripe with the NCAA football, it's not it's not like a direct path. Like, it's not like if you win this, you make it to the playoffs. Like, they, they pick and choose. So you don't have to necessarily earn it to be there. Like, you can be the best team, and you can drop a game to a team that upset you. So you didn't earn it but you still get put there anyways. But anyways, back to the NBA process of, like, giving games off and stuff. I do think what you're saying is, like, we got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And, honestly, that probably played out pretty well for me because I was on my honeymoon on those days. So I got back. I only had to watch one game on my honeymoon, and then I got back and I got to watch it. So I was pretty naive to that. But, yeah, that's a little drastic.
2: I. I I think it, it, I don't know if this is the exact reason why, but I know the Dallas stars and the Dallas Mavericks play on different days every day. So I don't know if they're trying to match like the market so they can make as much money as possible, which I wouldn't make, I wouldn't put it past them. I just don't know if that's their main motive.
0: I think Charles just beat Kenny to the big board. Breaking news here, on on banging on the drum. All right, how many spicy meatballs are you giving that Riley?
2: I wouldn't say it's as spicy as yours. Still a good take. I would say two, two, two meatballs.
0: And that's the thing. Like, I don't think many people are going to disagree with mine. So I would go back and give mine like. If I could give myself a spicy meatball, I'd give mine one spicy meatball because I think if anybody pulled their head out of their ass enough, like they would just be like, yeah, it needs to be easier than that, which I think Mike's is another good point. So, Mike, I'm going to give you one and a half spicy meatballs because I think there's smarter people than us at play that know something that's going on where it can't be that simple. So, I'm gonna give you one and a half because I think it's a good idea. Like I, I kind of agree yeah. with it. So.
1: so, I'm gonna <laughs> not spicy in my book. That's a meatball yeah. I'm gonna eat. All right, so I'm gonna push back on you just a little bit there, Pat. I don't think there's people that are smarter than us. I think that there's people that are more informed than us. No, right, there's people I think
0: that are that, smarter than us.
1: That's I'm not. Say, I'm saying the people running the NBA. I don't think they're smarter. Than us. They're just more informed. Right. There's like they have, they might have different information. They might have different information, but like they don't make better decisions based on their information just because their brain works better. All right. I'll take that. That might be a spicier meatball than your original one. I'm not, so I'm, I'm not saying like there's not everyone. Like I'm just saying people who work for like the NBA that are making these decisions are probably not like, yeah. Brilliant. You know, like the guy who works at NASA, who's like saying, no, we can't take off today because it's 57 degrees, not 56 degrees. That guy is brilliant, right? Yeah. Like that guy's got a a different thing going on. The guy that works in the NBA. <laughs> I don't, I don't see it. Fair enough. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's, <laughs> I'll get, I'll crank it up to two spicy meatballs.
1: Well, that's not yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> I get sidetracked too. I'm sorry, Mike. I was looking at, oh, I was looking forward. I was looking forward in the episode. Uh
2: Riley, what do you got for a spicy meatball for us? So we'll get into this topic definitely later. There's a lot of calls in the Bucks Celtics games that were, you know, charge block this you know you can argue either way i put this in our group chat i had no like idea how to fix the challenge or like fix this but we need to get rid of the charge call and the block call i don't know about the block call but we need to get rid of the charge call i think there's so many like games that have been decided or like it's been slowed down from this call that's been wrong probably 50% of the time just because somebody they can't decide if somebody planted their feet in time for a somebody i don't know i didn't really have a good one this week but i i don't know i think the charging and blocking foul i think they need to get rid of that i don't know how but it's just it's it's creating such a such like a flop discussion in the nba and Foul discussion in the NBA, at least with the Bucks Celtics series, that it's taken away from the actual game itself, and that just might be my social media and like view of it. But that's just that's my view. I think the fouls have been killing it.
3: Yeah, it,
0: but it's just such like a hard thing to officiate. Yeah, if you could come up with like a better way to officiate it. And my thing would be saying, just, like, call it the same damn way every time. Like, I don't think it's as much of a discussion in college basketball because they're not afraid to call charges on guys. Like, the game is going to change a little bit if you're calling these charges all the time. Like, I think Giannis's game is going to be a little bit different. Like, I think he's still going to be, like, a dominant superstar. But, like, I don't know. like. I see when I'm watching it, I see more charges than our call. But like, I just think you need more of like a hard line definition of it. Like, yeah. But it's such a, it's such a hard call. It's such like a crap shoot. Like.
2: Yeah. This- and I, I didn't really know where I was going with this and we'll, I'm sure we'll get into the discussion later, but just files in general are just. I don't know. I don't think this is a spicy meatball, but the NBA has been really struggling with their definition of different fouls for different players. I don't know if it's a big market team gets more calls or whatever, but I don't know.
0: And my thing that I see refs try to do, which I kind of appreciate, like now is like if it's not in the spirit of the game i think you need to kind of go like to what it is like say a three-point shooting foul. like if you pump fake a guy and he jumps you do that so that he jumps by you and you can take the shot
2: yeah you don't
0: do that so when he jumps you can jump into him and chuck it so you get a foul. like i got not- that one
1: right with matthews Yeah, they got that right this in the last game.
0: Yeah, they're they're doing a better job with that. Like what James Harden used to do was like just such like shit. Like it wasn't fun.
2: The, The defender would be three feet in front of him, and he would literally like jump forward instead of up for the shot. Like it just wasn't a basketball move.
0: Yeah, and I think they should just give refs like more. I guess, I don't know, like they have a lot of power, but like, I think they should just be like, Hey, if it's, if it's not in the spirit of the game, like, don't call it like that. Like, I think that was kind of like the Marcus smart thing at the end of the game was like, yeah, like maybe you drew a foul and you made it look like you were shooting, but like you really weren't going to make that shot. Like you, you did that move to draw the foul, and that wasn't why this was initially called a foul when it was put into the
2: rule book. And I, I, to be honest, I don't remember if that's the exact reason why I thought of it. I I turned it off towards the end of the game because I was getting pissed off, but I just think like, I don't know if Marcus smart specifically annoys me or if like players like Marcus smart, Brad Davidson, those type of players like really put like a gray area of basketball that just, I'm sure works out for them, but like, it just, it makes everything more tough, like going down the line for them and for everybody else inv- involved for like things they expose that may not be l- like a loophole. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that type of thing.
1: I yeah. Know. So I, I think when you have players that are, playing in ways that are not like in the spirit of the game as Pat put it, right? So yeah, yeah. you have like a Wes Matthews who jumps into that foul, right? So somebody skies over him, he pumps them, and then they jump up and he jumps into him weird. That guy, I think if you were, want to solve that problem, you give the Celtics two shots in the ball, right? So that's not an actual even a foul. Right, So the guy ran into you because you jumped into him. So it's no longer a foul on the defender. They get two shots, and they get the ball back like a technical foul. And if you start doing that, teams will say, well, here's the deal. Don't fucking do that. And the same with, like, if Giannis is backing somebody down and they kind of fall over and the refs determine that that's a flop, then the Bucks get the ball back, right? If they get two shots in the ball because of a flop, like teams are going to stop, like trying to draw that flop out. And then you can call the charge um, block a lot more consistent. Because if a guy gets bumped with a shoulder and then falls over, right? So that's what makes the charge block call really, really hard is because it looks like this guy's flying backwards when he's doing half of that himself.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So you think flopping and it, I, I don't know why I'm tr- putting this back to soccer, but like, it's so hard to determine what a flop is and flop, what a flop isn't. You think flops that like, you think refs like, Oh, that's a flop. You think that should be a technical
1: two shots in the ball. Yep. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I think that you need to de- like deter it. In some way. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, makes sense.
0: Well, basketball is like such a game of loopholes, too. Is like, I can't think, and I'm kind of thinking on my feet right now, so maybe somebody can come back this point. But I don't know any other sport where committing a foul benefits you as much as basketball. Like, you're yeah. like, hey, like, we're down four points, let's follow them. So he shoots two free throws, and then we get the ball back. Like in football, it's not like, hey, it's third and ten, but they can run the clock off. Let's jump off sides. and Because if you jump off sides in that, in certain situations, I think it's under two minutes. Like it, there's a clock runoff in that. Yeah. So it's just weird. So I think some of the stuff that we threw forward in this is like, you know, maybe a little aggressive, but like, it's the only sport I can think of where committing fouls benefits you in some way.
1: Yeah. And so in like the high school game, you'll hear a coach yell foul. You'll hear a coach yell. Yeah. And at that point, if somebody fouls or grabs onto the guy, that should be an intentional foul where you shoot buckets and you get the ball back. And so like, I know you're thinking like that's not what an intentional foul is. Like an intentional foul is like to harm someone, right? But like you're saying, it's a loophole because I can get the ball back quicker if I just foul. Well, not if you call it. And there was a there was a moment in the game. Giannis was driving. He was at like the half court line, and he like gets past. I think it was Tatum, and Tatum just grabs. That should be two shots and the ball. That's like impeding and a direct basket.
2: So in soccer, if somebody has has a clear lane or like is counterattacking and they purposely follow them, much like, like an intentional foul in basketball, that's a yellow card. And obviously in soccer, not obviously, but you get two yellow cards. You only get to do that twice. So I agree. I think that should be a technical in terms of you should only be able to like Follow someone intentionally, like wrap him up like that twice. I that makes sense
1: because I like I always have an issue with the way the intentional follow is called. Because if a guy is yelling, follow him, follow him, follow him, or playing them the way they do, they did Shaq back in the day, where like, all right, he's going up, we're just going to like hit his arm, like we know that that's what's going on the easiest way to like combat that as an official and somebody who wants the game to have more free flowing offense is to start calling those as intentional fouls. Now, I don't know if the NBA wants that. Right.
0: I think in, I think like we said, like, I don't think these rules were set up. Like, I don't think like fouls and stuff were like set up to like, make it so you have a better chance to come back. But someone started using it. It is so ingrained in the game now that it is the game now. But but who knows like maybe that would fix it. Because I always hate like the it, basketball game that should be over that takes like an extra five has, actual minutes when
2: has anything
0: 30 seconds left.
2: Has anything changed from like the hack a shack era to now like in terms of that type of situation
1: uh i think i think just the circle and they can mm-hmm. play different types of defense so i think when they were playing hackashack they could not play zone defense right what? yeah so it's a legal defense if you just had so if you have a player like shat and he isn't guarding anyone in the middle of the lane it used to be um uh, Illegal defense. Yeah, defense
2: of three seconds or five seconds or.
1: Right. Whatever. But like, even if you were just not guarding anybody, back in the day, that was an illegal defense column. I'm like, 99% sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that.
1: For real? Yeah, you'd have to like verify it on me. But no,
2: yeah. I'm, I, I'm sure it's that makes sense. Wow.
1: Yeah. But that was probably to like make. Offense is better too, right? So sure. you got a guy like Shaq just sitting in the lane, who's going to drive and like dunk, it, right? Yeah. So that they took it out of the game for a reason mm-hmm. for a while.
0: Yep, yeah. they got rid of slam ball because they were doing that too much in slam ball.
2: <laughs> what You Gotta bring slam ball back. Slam ball was such like a like it's every like teenage guy's dream. Like, football and basketball, like, combined in a trampoline. It's every yeah. guy that can't dunk like us his dream. I could throw down in high school. Like, every three days I could get, like, my fingertips on the rim. So. I don't believe you. <laughs> I'll, I'll find a picture.
0: But anyways, so we will move on from Riley's spicy meatball. I'm going to give him. You're trying to change the game, so I'm going to give you four spicy meatballs because so I think I think it's too far ingrained into the game that it would be changed.
1: So I'm going to give him four and a half because if he actually takes out the block, charge, foul completely, Derrick Henry is the best basketball player in the world.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't Something know like what that that. I would have replaced it with to make it like basketball, but fair enough <laughs> yeah better all right so
0: since our last episode i think we've had three basketball games so we are going to throw out the game that we lost 86 to uh, 110 or whatever whatever it was and we are going to start with the game we won cuz we're homers uh when we won what was it game 3 so
1: Yes. We, yeah. Uh,
2: Box
0: one, won. game
1: two, and game
2: three. We won game one and three. Yeah.
1: That's what I said. Yes.
2: yes. Yep. That's what Mike,
0: that's exactly what Mike said. <laughs> so in game three, so Giannis goes off for 42 points, 12 rebounds, eight assists, just crushing the soul of Boston. I definitely did look like, Boston, I mean, Boston definitely had a chance to win that game. And like we were talking about before, that was the Marcus Smart uh, pump faking, shooting three, it getting called on the floor. So it was a bonus. So he had two free throws and the best attempt at missing a free throw ever and getting the ball back. Man, that game was scary. But the Bucks definitely needed that. Um, and we talked about with John uh, how scary this series looks now that the Bucks kind of pissed away game four. I mean, Giannis was gassed. I think Holiday is gassed. Uh, it's I, tough without Middleton right now. I, I don't know what you guys see. So on the optimistic side, I will say I don't think Al Horford Al Horford is going to go off for over 30 points again in the series. I hope I'm right about that. So it's going to be Tatum and Brown and hopefully we can t- contain those guys cuz I think the Bucks have a good shot, but this this series is as scary as we thought it was going to be from the beginning.
1: Yeah, um the series worries me more. I do think, I, I think the Bucs are the better team, even without Middleton in the, in the series. I think that defensively, when we have to match up and do things the way we need to, we're better than they are. Now, when Al Horford decides to go off, and score, what, 35, something like that. Like, I don't know if that's something that is containable, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he had 30. Tatum had 30. And game four, I mean, in the fourth quarter, you could tell we were going to lose. I mean, I think even before Tatum kind of did that shot where he was, like, diving at the ground and he just threw it up. And it goes in, but Tatum and Horford in the fourth quarter were just nasty.
2: And,
3: and, and I
0: don't think that's like consistent, I mean, Tatum maybe, uh, is consistently gonna, you know, be a top 10 NBA player and closer I, to five than
2: 10. I think that the one thing that worries me the most, I'm, I feel like I'm the most like pessimistic out of us three definitely for sure I just I when I watch this series when I watched definitely last game like it just doesn't even look like we deserve to be in this series and I don't know if it's just because we played bad that one specific game that I was mad about but I don't know I just I think it's scary that the Celtics have multiple players they can go to that can score 20, 30 plus with 10 rebounds. And we have Giannis and Giannis only that we can count on. And other than that, we can't count on Grayson. We can't count on Portis. We can't count on whoever, whatever X player you want to put in there. And And I don't want to say that's because of them specifically. That might be because of like the rotations we're playing. Portis doesn't play as much that last game, which I don't think many people agree with. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't see this last, these last two games as a positive. I think these two games at home as like a defending world champion, you need to win those games, like not handily, but like you should at least win one without, conv- without like any type of thing happening. Like let la- the game three, we, it could have gone either way. Game before we lost, I think at least one of those games we should win pretty handily. In one of those games, you can afford to get points here or there. But, like, it just doesn't look like we're a championship team again. Like, I, I watch this team and don't see a championship. I see The Celtics are by far the better team. And hopefully I'm wrong. I'm just being pessimistic. But I don't know. I could be wrong.
0: I think you are. Like, I, I do think the Bucks are a better team. I think, like I was saying before, like Horford going off is something like we didn't really account for. But on even, the other half, like we don't have the Bucks guys going,
2: and off. even we have
0: Holiday playing forty-three minutes, Giannis playing thirty-nine minutes, Giannis playing forty-one minutes in that game, and Holiday playing forty-one minutes. Even so, those guys are gas at the end of the game. If we had Middleton, like, that's our closer. Uh, we, but need, we need someone to step up like Allen or Portis.
2: I the same I don't know. I not. think even, I don't know if you two, I, wa- I watched the whole game. I, I'm sure people that listen, watch, some people that listen watch the whole game. Second and third quarter, there's still shots that Al Horford got on the perimeter that he was making all game that we still weren't contesting. Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. That's one of those things that, like, it's just lack of, I, I wouldn't say caring is the word, but, like, just lack of effort that you, like, you don't see that in the championship team. I don't know. I could be overthinking
1: it. So, I think if you look back at last year, if you looked at the first two games of the Hawks series, you would have said, we are not a championship team. If you look at the first two games of the Sun series, you're saying, we are not a championship team. If you look at a couple of games in the net series, you're saying we are not a championship team. Every series we played in last year, it we look bad at moments, right? I think that Budenholzer, I shouldn't say like loses games on purpose because I don't think that's accurate, but I don't know that certain games he actively tries to win either. So, Getting outscored by what twenty points in the fourth quarter? We were up ten, going into the fourth. Yeah, that, you, I don't if, understand how that happens. If if that's if the, the point, coaches,
2: if that's the point, why are, I'm so, I hate to sorry to be like creating an argument, but like why are we losing games at home if that's the point? Because we got to win games at home. We're, I don't, we're
0: losing games at home because Horford's doing something that we didn't expect him to do. Like, we take care of Tatum in game three where we win. Hold Tatum to 10 points. Brown scores 22 points. And then Horford scores 22 points. Next game, he scores 30 points. This guy's averaging 10 points a game. We're not accounting for him to score an extra 20 points that he's been averaging all year. Sure. But what the Bucks need is just a guy to step up like he's been. Yeah. yeah. And I think we have guys that can do that. We had Grayson Allen stepping up. We had Bobby Portis stepping up. I don't know basketball enough to know why Portis is only getting. Let me check. So
2: I read it was because Boston was playing small. And I read that off Twitter for what it's worth. Could be wrong, could be right, but no, I mean it's better than what I got is just <laughs>
0: not knowing. But yeah, so Portis plays 26 minutes in game three and gets nine points. So I mean 26 is pretty substantial. Uh, but then in game four, he only plays 15 minutes. So I don't know. We just we just need a hill, a portis. Yeah.
2: Uh <clears throat> and I probably sound like the biggest douchebag thinking I know what's wrong. And there's a reason why these guys are getting paid millions to coach these teams. So I'm sure they'll prove me wrong, hopefully, but.
0: No. And I like to see, I think Giannis with his back against the wall is the most fun player in the NBA that I've ever seen. Like throw a task at him and he's going to do it. Tell him he's not going to hit his free throws and he's going to go 19 for 20 in you know the closeout game of the series. So I am worried, I won't lie, but I do think the Bucks are gonna win this series. And I think it's because we're gonna have a guy step up. I don't think Al Horford is a, what so 52 points in two games. He's not a 25 point guy. He's he's gonna go back to 10 point guys, and then we're just gonna say contain Tatum or Brown let one of those guys go off let Tatum tire himself out and we're going to get him so
1: yeah so i'm not as confident about winning in four games as i was but you know. <laughs> yeah
0: it's not happening it already happened well i mean if it if it was going to happen it would <laughs> have <happen.
1: laughs> right um yeah i i feel like Budenholzer is a good coach I don't know that the Celtics can stay this hot, especially from, like, three. Uh, I definitely don't think Horford can stay this hot. Now, he's a great player. He's He was a perennial all-star when he was with um, the Hawks the first time around, I think. And so it's not that he doesn't have the skills, but he's more like an Andre Iguodala was with the Warriors, right? If you need him for one game, you can have him for one game. But if you need him for seven games, you get him for maybe, maybe two, maybe.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping his well dried out, so, yeah. Me too. Yeah. But you said, he I don't know,
1: 22 and 32? He scored
0: 22 and 30 the past two games.
1: Yeah, so, like, he's been playing out of his mind the last two games, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, he was.
2: he's been amazing.
1: And i to the devil's advocate, but
2: if you're Coach Bud, why don't you guard that then? If the player's hot, guard it. You
0: have and then, to. Then Tatum and Brown are over. Like, let someone like Horford beat you.
2: And yeah. It's just what it's it insane. is. And it it well, isn't even that. It's just like lack of closing up on shots. And I agree, like, we shouldn't be guarding him. One on one on the three point perimeter. I just it's lack of closing out. Even like putting a hand up is what, and that might have just been like the specific time I watched. But I don't know. I just I I don't know. I I think Coach Bud like other than Tatum and Brown, like he doesn't he expect those two to get what they should get, but doesn't expect any player to get anything else. And yeah,
0: but you're you're too negative about it. It's like if we had Connington hitting. 60 percent from three one game. It's not like you're gonna be like, Oh fuck Giannis, this this Connington guy,
2: like we gotta guard it, him. Because once he's that,
0: then they're gonna start going back to Giannis. Tatum
2: Tatum still had 30 points the last game. Like it's not yeah, like but what did Brown? Play? Uh he had 18. Brown had yeah. 18, like they all but played. 18,
1: wow. 18 is like, but they all three of them had to play like that, yeah. Or so. If let's just, let's just say that um, Tatum and Brown go off for 30, then uh, Horford still has to probably score somewhere around 20 to beat the box. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Which, yeah, or somebody does, it might not be Horford, but somebody has got to put it, put up 20 points right now. The bucks have a one guy who scores 30 and six guys who score 10. That's not good enough. Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't know. I'm just playing. I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, but I just. I hope we figure it out. I think we we'll, are
0: Debbie Downer right
2: yeah, now. Yeah, Debbie Downer. A bit
0: more optimistic. Giannis is going to come out, and let's call it. Let's let's put a sun drop on this shit. Who do we think is going to score the second most points to Giannis on the Bucks? Wait, no, third most. So we're. I feel like this question is too easy. It's, it's you're saying, be be you're saying Holiday's
1: going to get the second.
0: He'll get yeah. his after a bad no. Game, so, I so I think we take we take in this equation, we take Giannis Lopez and Holiday out. Who's going to be who's going to be that guy that steps up? That's not those three. I. Can I go first or yeah. – I'll let you guys go first just because I made it up. Riley, go Pat. first.
2: i I'm struggling between Pat and Grayson Allen. I think Pat Connington just because he did it last year. He's a Boston kid. He'll go back to Boston and score 15 or 20 hopefully. So, Who is it? Oh, Pat. Pat Connington. Okay.
0: So, yeah, he went off – or not went off. He got – 11 in game three, and he got – you got it up, Riley?
2: Yeah, he had 11 in game – the last two games. 11 in the the last two games. Game one, he had eight points. Game two, he had 13 points. So he's right around, like, 11, 12 points per game
1: in this series.
2: All right, Mike, you go.
1: All right, so – I'll take Bobby. I think Bobby's going to come out, light it up. I like that.
0: Okay. You guys took my top two picks. So
1: this must have been like
0: more of a – We can do exact. No, I'm going to go with Hill. I think Hill's going to turn back the clock for a game. So
1: I actually think that what you need to have happen is Lopez needs to go for 25. Right, yeah, so he's yeah, going. That, that's
0: true too.
1: I think like Lopez or even Holiday. If Holiday goes for twenty-five or thirty, like w- we win those games. Yeah. But I'm I'm not looking at the stats. I'm guessing that they went somewhere between fifteen and 20.
2: Spot on. Yeah, sixteen so, and seventeen. So, anyways, yeah. the
0: Sun Drop Challenge this week is going to be who who out of. Not Lopez, Giannis, and uh, Holiday scores the most. And Riley's got Connington, Mike's got Portis, and I got Hill. So we'll see. So lowest lowest shotguns. This is game
1: five, or through the through because there's going to be two games before.
0: Part good call. I mean, so
1: let's just do game five. That's fine. Yeah, we can
0: game five. No, let's let's combine the total. Yeah, five and six. Okay. Five and six. Yeah.
1: Unless they take another six days off between games. Sons of bitch. So it's, five and six combined total. It,
2: yeah.
0: I got Hill. Just reminding all of you listeners, I got to pick last. So. <laughs> so if I lose another son, anyways, I think we hammered the Bucks pretty good. We got into it with uh, John. As well, so he he definitely sounded like he wanted to see Portis play some more minutes. Um, other than that, I want to backtrack on my uh, <clears throat> Danny Davis slander. I'm sorry, Danny. I was drunk. I it took me a second to click who was. I think I was still thinking of like the Davis brothers in basketball. Which would make you think that I would be like, oh, yeah, they're definitely going to make the team. But I was just drunk ranting on you. I think you're going to make the Packers team this year. And I think you're going to get six. Yeah, I'm going to go with the over. He's going to get six Pro Bowls. I seen a quote came out for him that said uh, he doesn't give a shit. He's just going to do whatever the team needs. And – I will say the next morning when I woke up, that was the one thing that haunted me. Like, I was like, I don't remember much about that last podcast. I was drinking moonshine. I was drinking wine. I was drinking beers, uh, having it all. So I was feeling pretty good when that last podcast was on. And when I re-listened to it, I was scared to re-listen to it for like two days. And I was like, fuck it. I'll just... I'll just listen to it. Our numbers are a little low, so we need we need an extra point. Um, wasn't as bad as I thought it was, but that Danny Davis slander was unwarranted. Sorry, buddy. I hope you have a great career on special teams.
1: <laughs> That's the five-and-a-half sacks or tackles, right? <laughs> uh, so, Danny Davis, if you want to come on and, like, just yell at Pat for like 15 or 20 minutes. We're cool with that. Uh we would and, definitely and definitely. I will
0: power to you like a little pup too. Like i am like, yeah, no, I,
1: I didn't know what I was saying.
2: <laughs> I want to say that story came out like that day, like that afternoon, that he would do anything for the Packers. Because I don't know if it was like the day before, day after, day up, but like I remember thinking that. I'm like I'm like he seems like a pretty damn good like team guy that would Jake Kumoro type of player that'd make the team. So that kind of shocked me coming out of your mouth. Yeah, and I'm such like a
0: biased Homer all yeah. the time. So yeah, no, I don't I don't know what I was thinking.
1: I'm I do, do, do think s- this to stick it out on Wisconsin's team for four years as a wide receiver, you have to be a team guy. Yeah, to some extent, like. You know, you're not like getting the ball, and you're, yeah, you have to be protein. But
0: what Keel was saying too, though, is like none of those receivers for Mertz are like getting any separation. Mertz obviously hasn't been great. I mean, he had one game against Illinois that made me think he was going to be a Heisman candidate one day. But, yeah. but yeah, I, And I watch all the Badger games. You know, I've seen Danny Davis have a couple good games, but but I think there's guys that go to the NFL and learn some stuff and strive. I don't know if he's that guy, but I'm definitely not gonna say he he doesn't have the heart. I think that was what I was more disappointed about. I was like, like, he doesn't doesn't have enough heart to do it, and I have no. I if, was talking straight on my ass.
2: If I, I don't know the, I don't know the Badgers as well. Like I just watch every Sunday. I don't keep up with the recruiting or any of that, but I just feel like Wisconsin has that reputation that like, if a player's in the NFL, they're there for a reason. Like they're, <laughs> they're a team player, but I don't know. Wisconsin, I don't know why you would go there to be a wide receiver. I don't know. But yeah. I I he I could see him used as a weapon though, is a thing. We're missing a weapon, we're missing a special team, like kicker turner, punt returner type of player. If he could fill in there, I don't know if he did for the Badgers, but like he could definitely fill in that type of weapon type of role that we might be missing. I don't know. I don't know Danny Davis as well as a lot of people do, but he seems like a weapon type of player: kick return, punt return, and maybe get one or two catches a week. Hopefully, team morale guy. But,
0: but yeah, and that's what I was asking. I was like, can he catch punts? And sure.
2: Like,
0: yeah, maybe he caught a couple punts, but he runs a four-five, so nothing spectacular. It's yeah. gonna have to be hard. But like I said earlier, it's like that. That was the the part that I felt most bad about was that I. I said, I said he didn't have enough fight in him, and I had no clue. Like I, like I said, I was talking straight on my ass. So hopefully he has enough heart to do it. Um, what, he's 188, so not the biggest guy either. So we'll see. I hope he makes the team. Agreed. All right, Riley, what was the hypothetical question you had here?
2: all right so i was listening to another podcast i don't know if this statistic is true myself this is via a different podcast so only 60 of bank robbers get caught or like not bank robbers but people that steal currency get caught do you guys think you could get away with it and i'm not saying you guys would but do you think you could get away with a bank robbery? Like, I've always wanted to, uh, I would never, like, I'm the biggest wimp. Like, I would never like this, but I just would want to know mentally, like, how long could I survive, like, on a bank robbery, robbery, like, run away from the cops type of situation? Do you think you could run away from the cops? Do you think you could get away from a bank robbery? Because 40% of people can, apparently. I feel like Mike and
0: I used to have a theory about robbing a bank together. We're like, if everything went south, we'll try to get away with robbing a bank. I highly doubt I can do it. I can't lie at all when it comes to like anything serious.
2: Sure.
0: And I think I would get too nervous in the situation where it like came to it. And I would feel too bad. I think I'm too empathetic for like the person who's getting robbed, like so. Yeah. No, yes, I definitely couldn't do it.
1: So, no. I'm gonna suspend that part of it. The what I'm, if I'm willing to mentally do it. No, yeah, right, right. So yeah, that part like the can I put a gun in someone's face yeah. and like be willing to? Do hold you think the you could
2: physically get away from a bank robbery?
1: Yeah. So I think that. And I don't want to give anyone any ideas so you can watch. There's this, there's a TV show that this guy like did it all in like rural areas. Right. So, like, I grew up in a town of 500 people. Right. So, I know basically if the cop's working or not because the truck is out. Right. So, I drive through town. If the truck is at the community hall, the cop is working. If not, then I'm good, right? So if you would wait for like, say a call over the scanner and then go into like a small town bank, I don't like, obviously I'm not willing to do this, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not willing to put a gun in someone's face. That's not my life, but like the actual, like getting in and out of the bank with money, like just from the drawers, like you're not trying to get in the safe or nothing, you should be able to do that in a very, very short amount of time. I mean, so 10 minutes and there's almost no way that there's a cop there in 10 minutes. Yeah. So you would go. Yeah. yeah so you don't get as much money either. Right. Yeah. And I feel
2: like your chances and that obviously all hypothetical, obviously the smaller, the, town, whatever, the higher success rate. Because compared West Salem to Fort Worth, Texas, I like my odds in Wisconsin. So
1: I would say say yes and no, because there's probably like seven or eight cops in West Salem all day, every day. Or Sparta, right? So let's say we're in Sparta. They have probably three shifts of four, five, six, seven cops that are on the streets, in town, all day, every day, right? Where Fort Worth, they might have a hundred cops like on patrol at any given time, but there's also probably 200 times the number of people and space to cover. Sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. In Wilton, you just (laughs) got to start a fire at somebody's. So you'd have to into arson real quick but you just start a fire somewhere and
1: then go i mean I, honestly i don't even know if you'd have to do that i mean so if you could go in and be quick and it's two minutes you clear the drawers and that's it um i think you could be out within way less than the 10 minute time frame, right like you could be in and out in probably two minutes yeah. 120 seconds if the cop isn't on patrol and there isn't a guy in town like you're probably okay
2: but that's also like you said a fraction of what it'd be from yeah. a slightly smaller city or town to,
1: to a city yeah yeah i just think, you would oh, you God. might make you might make like four or five grand I have no idea. I mean I have no idea what no, no. I've never worked in the bank I've never done anything. But. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would and,
0: assume it would be a little bit more than that.
2: And I I guess more that shocked me is that 40% of people get away with it. <laughs> it gives me the false set of confidence that I feel like I could. And I know I'd get caught. Yeah. Like, do you know what the, Do you know what the stat
0: is though? Is like is it stealing money from like a Like gas station, or I
2: think it. I think it includes like cryptocurrency, internet type of money, and this is off like a. Okay. This is off a other podcast I listened to earlier today at work. So this could be completely made up. Um, I I feel like I saw it when I googled it before the show.
1: But so um, to be fair. Someone did rob a bank when I was in high school in this area, and got got away with it. So I shouldn't say got away with it. As far as I know, no one was ever caught for that bank robbery. It was Mike, guys. Will it was not. It was not Mike.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mike's like I've already. It's too easy. So my big thing with like people not getting away with it nowadays is, I think technology is just too much. Like. Like, say, if us three wanted to rob a bank, yeah. there we could have, like, no communication other than landline and like physical. that. Like, like obviously, you deal. couldn't text about it. You couldn't. So, I think it's doable, but I think people are just too stupid to do it nowadays.
1: So, Pat, I think that what you're missing is that you have to first become a suspect right so like if you never become a suspect nobody goes through your computer nobody finds that you've been communicating with these three people about robbing a bank you have to think, avoid being a suspect
0: i think you'd be surprised at like well,
2: I, this puts, I, this puts I, us probably like, in the map so <laughs> yeah yeah we're all suspects now
1: the but government uh, overlords are listening
2: <laughs> but
0: but anyways i i'd be i think you'd be surprised at like What technology is out there that can get you caught? Like, like say just like hot words. Like, like I think cops could be like bank, and that they can ping everybody's phone. I think that's like behind some of the like agreements that you just click accept on.
1: Oh God!
0: That that you don't even know that you can be monitored at all times.
1: Yeah. No. And like I think for sure. I'm being monitored. They're tracking what I'm doing, whether that's for the greater good or for the greater evil. It doesn't really matter. Right. So the greater good would be Google maps. You know, that helps you get from one place to the other, but they're tracking where I'm going so that they can tell if there's traffic or road construction or whatever it is.
0: Yeah. And you know, yeah. And if you do become a suspect then you are guilty, like you're fucked. Like,
1: Nah, sure. I, I've seen prisons. They ain't that bad.
0: Well, I'm not saying you're fucked.
1: Yeah. Well, you might get. You might. Yeah. You might be.
0: That might happen. Mike Mike's had that happen to him before too. <laughs> That's why he left left Leavenworth. The guys were getting well, too too aggressive with him on his oh, um, Jesus recreation team. But anyways, I think that will. Wrap up the episode, wrap up the hypothetical. Riley dropped out. He's going to come in to an outro unless he had no, we're not even going to give him a chance to add anything. So, thank you guys for listening. Uh, John, thank you for coming on. Uh, Brent Suter's actual raptor came on the show today.
1: Good follow on Twitter, too.
0: Oh, yeah, great, great follow on Twitter. Follow- great
1: episode. Good yeah. follow on Twitter.
0: Yeah at brewers raptor definitely follow that and like i said we're gonna put in our episode notes uh the link to his stuff so john egan youtube.com slash john egan comedy and just check out his website i think that will say like when his shows are if you're in the green bay area check him out and like i said we're definitely going to try to get him back on the show.
1: When we're a little bit more prepared for them. All right. And so uh, to end this thing today, I think I'm going to take two minutes of our time, maybe three, and uh, pay some debts. So let's get them. Let's get them. Oh, Oh, Jesus, what's going on here? And And what were we're they for again? Uh, so (laughs) Riley beat me on the, on the ones where we were just, it was just Riley and I, I don't even remember what we bet. I just know that I lost. Something to do with the NFL draft.
0: Yeah, it was a draft because I got thrown into it.
1: I was very happy that you guys (laughs) got thrown
0: into it. Another thing that I wanted to touch was how sensitive Mike was about me being fat back in the day. I thought that was pretty funny. Like how (laughs) Mike was like, I'm not going to talk about that.
1: I, I thought I was being mean, you know. No, so.
0: I didn't care at all. You can be as mean as you want, especially if I didn't make the show. I was so happy that I was in a sundrop challenge that I had no no control over. It turns out to be, like, one of the only ones I didn't have to shotgun a sundrop after.
1: I, I think I fucked all this stuff up already, too.
0: But Yeah, you're, you're already messing it up because you don't even have the camera, like, on you,
1: right, to, to <laughs> see you do it. We want to see it blow up on you. Yeah, it's going to. And then I'm going to get it all over my fucking house again. Just like last time. <laughs> Damn it.
0: Doesn't even like. Doesn't that's, count. That's a true Doesn't even count. I think yeah. it counts. I'm more impressed. That I, he, I know. That he just sticks the hole and doesn't mess with the hole at all. Ah,
2: uh, yeah. Because usually you want That's like a, a good dirt. smooth hole, but he just he sends it. He yeah. hits a hole and he's <laughs> back and he's
0: yeah. He hammered that <laughs> hole. He just goes <laughs> straight for it. He just flails away, reckless abandonment. God,
2: damn. some would say he's the best attacker of a hole on the whole podcast.
0: No. Nope. That's not true. Uh, I can prove you wrong. I'll wait till next episode, though. Yeah, Mike's hammering those holes and sucking them down like a champion. And we didn't catch any of it on camera, so.
1: Oh, because oh yeah, he didn't. I'm covered in fucking sun drop right now. It's covered in sun drop.
0: That a boy, though. He sucked two down. There
1: he goes. Pages like, they're here.
0: They're empty. Yeah.
1: I promise. <laughs>
0: You were sucking those things down like you were back at Leavenworth.
2: Yep. <laughs> sucking yeah, yeah. them dry.
1: Like you're a pro. So you guys like widen the whole like I I'm liking some every fucking Yeah, you you got a lot I'm
0: terrible to, at this shit. You got a lot yeah. to learn, young Padawan. Uh if I lose one again, I'll I'll break it down to you again. Maybe we need John back on to show you how to shotgun five.
1: But. I think so. Thank you
0: all for listening, Riley. You go first because you can't kick it to the outro. Still,
2: oh, still can't kick it to the outro to this uh, exact second. Thank you for listening. Thank you, John, for coming on, um, explaining, giving us knowledge more of Brewers baseball. It's awesome having you on. Listen, listen to his uh, stand-up comedy. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, p- please keep spreading the great word of banging on the drum. Uh, keep listening. Give us suggestions.
1: Uh, Pat or
2: Mike, take over.
1: <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. As I say, most weeks, um, download it on your stuff. Subscribe. Um, also, steal a phone. Do whatever. Rob a bank. Steal a phone. Don't do either of those things. But download it on somebody else's phone, too. Um, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, go ahead, Pat. All right. All right. And after Mother's Day,
0: love you, love you all of our moms, if you're still listening. I don't know, my mom appreciated it last time. I thought I had something better to go, but like these guys said, they crushed it, crushed the outro. And if you're still one of those suckers that's dealt in the bucks like Riley is, the brewers like some people are, or the Packers, you can eat our shorts rolling i got a piece so bad all them suckers that doubted the package is king eat my shows all them suckers that doubted the back is king eat my shows eat them all them suckers that doubted the package is king eat my shows eat my shows.